What's happening, everyone? Welcome to Season Gaming Big Cast, episode 207. It's a lovely Sunday Father's Day morning here, and we are ready and rocking back to go. I am your host, Ainsley Bowden, joined by this amazing panel. First, you know him, Mr. Tie Guy Travis himself. McClunky. How you doing on Father's Day, man? You you, you thinking about the family you're going to have here soon? Oh, yeah, man. I am such a family man. Father's Day certainly <laughs> certainly hits hits hard with me in this. You exude family man. You, you didn't even know where to go with that joke. It just it <laughs> I didn't. Really I, I I just I mean, I knew where to go, but it was going to be so dark that I was like, back down, Travis, back down. It's a podcast. This is not, people, this is not people are here to have a good time, not not think about your childhood. So, yeah, I'm, I'm here, man. It's great. It's great. <laughs> Joined, as always, by the man, the, the myth, the seven himself, Mr. Rodriguez. It's It's so hot. It's so hot right now. Right, like this is it this is, is I'm dying. Is. Here, Any of us in the Midwest are dying. That's for oh. sure. Yeah, it's yeah. it's ridiculous. But happy Father's well, Day to everybody. That's all. Awesome. Think about it this way, Dan. Travis. It's, think about it this way, Dan. This <laughs> yeah. is the coldest you'll ever be. Really, going what? forward. I have no idea what that means. All I know is that if I if I were to raise up just a little bit, there'd be no, like sweat stuff don't right, do that. right here. Don't do that. I'm being I'm being optimistic, Dan, because it's about to only get warmer. That's what I'm saying. No. <laughs> Look on the bright side. This is the coldest you'll ever be from now on. Yeah. I'm not a big Oof. fan. Yeah. Just let I'm it in at this point. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> for our episode today, um, Hogue is uh, traveling for some Father's Day activities. So we brought in the substitute, everybody's. We figured, you know, what, what better person to have on on Father's Day than everybody's adopted father. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Doctor Mo himself. Good morning, brother. Good morning. How you doing, man? Uh, thanks for having me on. Good morning to everybody. Happy Father's Day to all of my sons out there. <laughs> you guys are all loved and appreciated equally. I think, <laughs> including you, Travis. Smile. Including you, Travis. <laughs> no, no one loves me. Let's not go there. <laughs> probably, he's probably right. At least yeah. you embrace it, man. I my my, my girlfriend you. is just so so on me. Really, I'm still yeah. trying to win that one over. So. <laughs> By the way, we uh, <clears throat> good morning, Chad. Good morning, everyone. By the way, we uh, we updated the overlay, and we realized that we uh, we missed a, a big opportunity here to switch that to Moog instead of Hogue. And I yeah. have failed everyone. I apologize. Uh, I'll do better next time. But yeah. for now, uh, we will obviously uh, give a shout out to Mr. Hogue, who's traveling, like we said. Uh, and we, we're going to mention some of his opinions later on some topics we have. But uh, good to see everyone oh, yeah. this morning. We're going to be talking about quite a few things this week. We've got uh, we've got some good reviews to talk about, including Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is out, Shredder's Revenge. We've got uh, The Quarry I'm going to be talking about. Uh, we've got some of the extended showcases this week. So we had the Final Fantasy Celebration we had Xbox Extended Showcase. We had Capcom Showcase. So we're going to be breaking all of those down, um, as well as talking about some of the uh, debate going online right now around Final Fantasy and, and what platforms it's on, which should just be a joy. So <clears throat> we'll talk through all that. But before we get to that, I want to uh, just say a big thank you to everyone who joined us last week. I went back this morning, obviously. Uh, hasn't even been a week yet because we did the show on Monday. But it's the biggest show we've ever done. The simulcast we did last week, it's already over 8,000 views on YouTube alone. And then obviously a few more thousand uh, audio listeners. So uh, well over 10,000 combined in six days, which is uh, absolutely nuts. 
I mean, that's absolutely nuts. I uh, I'm just super proud, super happy, and uh, very thankful for all of you who have uh, come and check us out here lately. So thank you. Yeah, man, that's um, awesome. That it's crazy. Make the, it makes Dan nervous, by the way. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> total anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the direction I was hoping we would go. You know, that's good. He's like, I'm hoping we would level out about twenty people and just call yeah. it a day. Yeah, as long as I know everybody's names, we're good. <laughs> so all right um so why don't we go ahead and jump into what we're currently playing guys um big game came out this way well maybe not a big game but definitely a popular game among the community which is uh shredder's revenge a classic uh throw them up beat them up by tribute games and dotamo dotamu who um have just crushed this one guys uh i know travis you didn't uh review it for ign of course but um Salt's really yeah obviously Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, of course. Always. If it if it seems like a game I would review, except for it seems too good, Saltzman reviewed it for sure. That's the rule. That's the rule. So it's an amazing game. Um, our reviewer Elu, who uh, will probably be in the chat here shortly, he um, he is a huge uh, classic gamer, big beat 'em up fan, and uh, absolutely adored it. We played through it last night with six players, beginning to end in story mode, and it is absolute chaos. I mean, utter chaos. So yeah. uh, I don't know if uh, all of you are enjoying this as well, but it's fan. It's a great throwback. It's quite good. Uh, I started playing it last night uh, with my girlfriend, who whose lim- whose uh, knowledge of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was pretty limited. Um, in fact, us playing the game made me realize that she hadn't seen the uh, live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle mm-hmm. movies from the nineties. Uh, so. We watched the first two of those, and let's just say she's a fan now. So that's awesome, man. <laughs> those movies actually hold up. Like, yes, actually, they do. they're, they're still yes. pretty good. They're still that's what I told good. Ains the other night. I told him, yeah. I'm like, dude, the first one still holds up really, really well. I mean, yeah. both of them do, but first yeah, one's we watched cool, the man. first one, the second one, Secret of the Ooze, and obviously, we got to watch Turtles at the time. Was, which yeah. one was with the Vanilla Ice? Two. That's the secret. That was two, right? Secret, secret of the Ooze. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very stupid movie but very good yeah. uh but yeah the game the game's uh quite good uh we played through a couple of the levels we we're trying to go through on the hardest difficulty but um we uh we were playing with randoms online which was very hit or miss sometimes people would just like drop out of levels or they would just stand there for like the duration of the whole level and you can't move forward if they're just like standing in place and so yeah yeah. um it's it was a little weird but uh we liked it it's it's a it's it's a really good game I'm, I'm hoping to get through the rest of it today or tomorrow oh and we ordered pizza of i course. saw everybody was sharing Seems like everyone was doing pizza. that yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> some of their pizzas man was really rough i know you guys were commenting <laughs> on that oh we, we we've tried to tell dash and shout out to dash we love him but uh he needs to just th- i said yesterday throw the towel man stop posting pictures of your pizza because it's it's not cutting it on the twitter space you got to be yeah. careful with the pizza you which show one on which one was worse his or luke's luke's was luke's was god awful and then he tried to later explain it was yeah, a white luke, pizza and we're just yeah, like luke, yeah luke's looked exactly like him that's what it was. Dude. <laughs> it was so pale and and just pasty. I was just like, gosh, is, what the hell is that? It's, it's like how people look like their dogs. They look like yeah. It's like it's why you did this. Dude, somebody oh somebody threw up uh, like dominoes in their photo, and I was like, that that was kind of brave. I was like, this dude's not. That was Dash's second attempt was dominoes, and then he came yeah. back with the third attempt, which looked 
even worse. I don't quite yeah. know what he's doing out there. He's in San Diego. Travis, if you could take a trip down and just help him. You know, he needs help. What? San Diego, like, has decent pizza. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. That's crazy. Our dude. son is a lost wow. soul. <laughs> wow. It's in the chat. Too. I, I just figured, chat. oh, he must be in like Iowa. Like he's got no good options or something like that. But that no, dude, that's crazy. Like, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I mean, we have we we're Dan and I, as everyone knows, we're in Kansas and we have we have some pretty good options locally. I mean, it's not New York, obviously, but yeah. I mean, you can get better pizza than what has been shown by these guys yeah. online, that's for sure. <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's, it's embarrassment. I mean, you should just stop and, and stop posting these pictures. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're, you're posting stuff from like little Caesars. I mean, then you're just getting into like, you know, eat a Totino's, right? Because yeah. that's that's better than anything that you've had shown so far. <laughs> frozen pizzas. Have a pizza roll from Totino's also. I mean, anything is better than that. So, <clears> you know, stop that was bad. Stop it, Luke. Um, that was bad. Dash, I, I'm trying to be on your side, but it's it's hard, man. It's really yeah. really hard. No, so. no, he, Dash, I, I tried, man. No, yeah, no, Bo, you can't save him, man. Just throw yeah, the light. I'm away. sorry. Just, don't even look back. Don't even look back. <laughs> oh man. Um, I also want to mention the quarry. Um, so I uh, was was reviewing this. I've just been sadly playing it a little slower, but I finished it yesterday. Uh, because I was playing it in co-op with my wife. And what you can actually do is there's eight characters in that game. And when you start it, you can play in like a couch co-op mode where you each pick characters. And then as those characters moments come up in the game, you just pass the controller. Uh, really, really fun. Really well done. Um, if you liked, obviously, Until Dawn's the one that always gets referenced. But if you like the other super massive games like um, House of Ashes and Little Hope, Man of Madon wasn't very good, but the other ones were pretty decent. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. It's it's like a teenager, you know. It's like a it's like a horror movie out of the eighties, pretty much. Um, so mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun. The writing's a little better. the The fidelity on the character models on the uh, Series X PS5 versions is actually really really good, uh, surprisingly good. So um, yeah, it was good, man. It was it still had some B movie silliness and other things, but uh, a lot of fun. So highly recommend that. I'll probably gonna write up some thoughts this week to uh, express them a little more thoroughly. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. You played none of oh, those. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't play Turtles yet? I, I didn't even know it was out. Oh, oh man. I, it, it, that's, the one, that's the one that it looks like from, like, the arcade, right? Like, yeah. 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 You know? yeah. yeah. Just like Turtles. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I love Turtles, but, you know, that's just... You know what? I should have played that. So yesterday we had the kids over, uh, some nephews and stuff, and we were trying to find some games, and... Uh, I ended up getting Jackbox, the new. Yeah, oh, that would have been perfect. I would have rather played that. Uh, we ended up playing Jackbox. Um, there was like a murder mystery one on there. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, murder. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Let me tell you about it. I had no idea. Me and my wife sat there and looked at each other. And like, we're just yelling stuff out like on our phones. Like, oh, I got it right. Fantastic. You know, like you have to like put your murder weapon with like the, a letter in your name. is You know, and it, it's just, it's it's so weird. And so we yeah. have no idea. Like the kids around us are like, "Why are you guys so stupid?" And we're just <laughs> here looking at each other, like, "What did we do wrong? Why do I have to draw a weapon with one of the letters of my name in it somewhere hidden?" You know. And so then I just like start scribbling as much as possible to try to hide it. Doesn't work, you know. And then why am I killing somebody with uh, a bowl of salsa or the C? You know. I mean, I'm just like, this is this, just this is so dumb, and it's we have no idea. Oh yeah, it's completely random. It's not fun. 
for me, <laughs> it, like the, the drawful stuff was great. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. That's a good game to play with the kids. But that's basically all I've been playing. Yeah, man, you should have you should have hooked up turtles, man. Six players, it's hilarious. It's a blast. I wish I, would, I didn't. I, I totally blanked on that one. Now maybe I'll do it today because they're going to be over today too. So yeah, yeah be fun. Cool. I haven't started up the core yet, but it's on my listings. Nice. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you like those games, you'll you'll like this one. It's very similar. So it's pretty cool. Let me. Uh, um, let me. Uh, you need to give a shout out to Daddy Mu, man, because this is the second. Uh, a brawler from the 90s that they're involved with you know and that's been revived you yeah. know streets of rage 4 you know yeah, and now you got turtles and they've both been just you know loved by you know across the board by you know everyone playing them so that's awesome to see man you know i mean it's 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 really fantastic i hope they keep this up a lot of people now are asking for the uh x-men arcade game yeah, that, that would be pretty sweet, man. If they can, if they can actually modernize that the way they've done with these uh, last couple uh, entries. So, yeah, X Men and oh, yeah. Simpsons were always my favorite ones. I mean, outside mm-hmm. of Turtles uh, on Super Nintendo and stuff, but uh, yeah, I still have the Simpsons one on a on an emulator. I can play on my TV. Um, mm-hmm. But those are great games, man. They really hold up. <laughs> you can play you can play six players local on yeah. that, or you can mm-hmm. play local. Oh, and Wait, oh, I don't know about local. Can you? No, you can. Can you do six players local? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Xbox Xbox supports eight controllers. It does. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, damn. It's on Game Pass. It is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <clears throat> there you go. Done. There it is. Done. He's Done. back on that Game Pass subscription. No, no, no. I'm gonna use my son's subscription. I'm not using mine. That's the same <laughs> thing, bro. It's same thing. It's the right <laughs> I mean, no, household. For two of them. You have that's Game why, Pass. That's why. That's why I was so disappointed last week when I didn't get the. Xbox Game Pass family, family. announcement. Yeah. That's what I was really looking forward to. Hopefully, it's still coming. Uh, but yeah, they, I, I pay for two of them anyway. That's not really a, uh, a showcase announcement, in my opinion. I mean, come on. Or you could have done it, you know, at the after show that we'll talk about. Yeah, that's it would have been. Save me some money. That's what I want to see. <laughs> that's that strikes me as a Friday Xbox news major Nelson post. To my yeah, about so, whenever yeah. you guys feel like doing it, just do it, and I will gladly pay what i'm paying right now to give it to everybody else all right let me catch up on uh some of these super chats real quick we got mm-hmm. uh, and i i modified this travis so i don't think it'll actually push you upwards now no it'll just completely cover your face yeah, so even that's better. even better fat boy horror five uh pound super chat let me get it out of my uh system first thing we don't Need a bargain basement FF, just <laughs> Sega. Bring back what I need, Fantasy Star. I agree with you. That yeah. would be awesome. My man is on a mission. He's out here uh, promoting Fantasy Star every day. Godspeed <laughs> to him. Godspeed. I mean, you know what? I mean, it, well, here's the thing, right? We, we, we get Turtles, Streets of Rage. We get every other remake, remaster, reimagining. But nobody wants to go back and make one of the greatest RPGs of all time. Nobody Reach. wants to go back and do Parasite Eve. Nobody, we, never, we, we always get these other... Just everything else, literally everything <laughs> else, except for that. I, I'm with you, man. Fat boy, yeah. I'm on your side, buddy. Fantasy star, <laughs> legendary. I need it. All right, Giggle Gamer, five euros. Whew, getting excited. <laughs> I was really hoping that Hogue was on here. He was salty about the new FF games that were announced. He was. Wait, Hogue was salty really? about Hogue was so salty? <laughs> Same joke. You guys might want to ask him about that. 
yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll speak for him when these games yeah. pop up. Uh, it's gonna mm-hmm. be fun today. We got Resident Evil news uh, on Village, his favorite mm-hmm. Resident Evil, by the way, um, and also Final Fantasy news, which he adores the direction it's going. So we're gonna talk pretty heavily about Hogue's opinion today. We'll take care of it for him. We'll, we 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 look out for him around here. <laughs> oh man, Gio Rio with the ten euros. Normally not playing some more coverage. <laughs> hey, but by the way, guys, longer the comment, the more I'm covered. So <laughs> have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, normally not playing so many classic or older games, but TMNT uh, is really giving me a big smile the whole time playing. Big thumbs up. Also, multiplayer with randoms can be fun. Enjoy, guys. Awesome. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate all of you as always, our regulars. Uh, thanks so much. And yes, uh, TMNT, oh. like Shredder's Revenge is amazing. So check it out. Nice. All right. Um, anything, uh, can't speak. Anybody else playing anything noteworthy? Go, Travis. Go, go. I'm playing Outriders World Slayer, which is my ah, the new thing. IGN. Yeah. Yes. Nice. It comes out on the 28th. Uh, and uh, your yeah, enthusiasm is speaking volumes right now. Well, I I can't be enthused until the 20th, which is tomorrow. <laughs> At 8, uh, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8. So I'm following the clause in my NDA that says I may not publicly be enthused. Uh, so this is me telling you that I'm reviewing the game. <laughs> Great insight. All right. Thank you. We got it. Awesome. So the, um, I don't, I was going to ask you, so we'll know more about this tomorrow, but usually you can't even say that. So uh, we'll know more yeah. soon. I can tell you that I already did a preview on World Slayer for IGN yes. and that uh, the preview I played was pretty interesting. They're They're basically launching this as like a, 2.0 of the game so it's really they redid like the end game system it takes a lot from diablo uh in terms of the the end game trees and kind of near limitless like ability to level up um they expand the loot system a lot it's got new story content obviously so um pretty interesting what i played in the preview <laughs> <laughs> that's this all I can do NBA clauses <laughs> yeah <laughs> Sarko said Outriders who'd you anger at work <laughs> bro have you seen have you seen my other reviews I don't I mean yeah yeah he's clearly he my editor a long time ago. Yeah. what was that one you loved uh Travis the the nerf one nerf Remind legends nerf oh, legends yeah. and books, and books Classic. Before, his games of the year yeah Postal 4, Crossfire X. That oh, one yeah. I thought was spiteful. They gave me that one to hurt me. All right. Any any other games currently playing, fellas? Uh, no. Playing Resident Evil 2. Uh, the oh, remake. Back I jumped yeah. back into it after uh, the enhancements came out. That's amazing, man. I hope they... Uh, the only thing I, I mentioned it the other day is uh, uh, it needs a little bit of optimization. At least... Uh, yeah, I'm playing on Series X, but I was told on on PS5 as well. It's having some uh, some stuttering, you know, especially uh, because of the ray tracing and whatnot. Still performs great, but like I had a had a section in the um, you know in the uh, police station where two zombies grabbed me, and you know it plays like a little animation where you're trying to like fight them off. And dude, yeah. my yeah my my frame rate took a big big poop. It was pretty mm. bad. Yeah, yeah, wow. it was pretty bad. So. Um, I think they'll get that ironed out. I still think RE Engine is one of the best out there in the world, yeah. you know, in terms of how just freaking flexible they are with everything. It just looks fantastic across the board. So I'm sure they'll fix it. But yeah, RE Can you turn the ray tracing off? 
Uh, there's a performance mode and uh, an RT mode. That's all I know. Performance mode is 120. I'm pretty sure that's without ray tracing. Uh, and then right. uh, there's there's only two modes. It's, okay. Unless someone else can correct me, but you know me, man. I'm a freaking gra- I'm a visual oh, I whore. I jumped straight for the RT mode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. All right. Yeah, I haven't gone back to it in a while, but um, yeah, pretty cool. So that's out for two, three, and seven, actually. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. <clears throat> Let's jump on over to our main topic today, which could be around Final Fantasy. So we got the Final Fantasy VII uh, 25th anniversary celebration this week. Um, mm-hmm. And within that, they announced that there are four projects ongoing right now just for Final Fantasy VII, um, which is very strange to me, but it is Final Fantasy and it is Square, so it's probably not that strange. Um, <clears throat> so we'll start with the big one, which is... That Final Fantasy VII Remake 2 was finally announced. So this has been a long time coming. Uh, the, the most hilarious thing about this, in my opinion, is that um, <clears throat> the original game or the, the original remake came out in 20... When was that? 2020? 2019 um, or 2020, yeah. April yeah, 2020, 20, I think. April May. 2020. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they're a few years in um, now, or a couple years in, and they, you know, we all know that they said that they've designed this in a way where development will be faster. We won't have to wait very long. They announced this this week as releasing in winter of 2023, and I think we're all very acutely aware of delays that happen mm-hmm. endlessly for games. So the, if it actually hits winter of 2023, we'll see. I would say the odds are probably pretty low. Uh, which means realistically, we could be four years in between when part one and part two launch. And they announced that this is a trilogy. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> with that in mind, you're looking at a potential seven to eight year run just to remake one game, which quite frankly makes no sense whatsoever to me. But we, uh, we can touch on that. And um, yeah, it's called Rebirth. They got about a minute and a half trailer or teaser out there for it right now. Um, so a couple things I want to talk to you guys about, which is one, you know, do Final Fantasy VII Remake, how much do you like it? Are you really pumped about Rebirth? And I know, uh, like I said, I know Hogue's missing some stuff here. Um, and then two, uh, what do you think about this development time? Is this kind of crazy? Is it just me? Uh, I think we're all kind of shocked at it, honestly. And then we'll get to uh, the sheer fact that still at this point in time, um, nothing has been announced about this game ever coming to Xbox. So first, rebirth itself, the announcement itself. You excited for this? No, <laughs> I'm not excited for this. Uh, I generally don't like remakes. I just think like, unless the game was terrible and you're trying to redeem it or something. Like Final Fantasy VII was one of the better games. I don't know that it needed a remake, but. That's fine. I get it. Remakes happen. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of them. Um, I don't like that they're selling you the three the same game three times for $70 price tag each time. I'm not a huge fan of that model and the way that they're doing it. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I just, I just don't get out of bed for uh, games I've already played, generally speaking. So, um, and then, yeah, the, the, the exclusivity is weird. I mean, I don't think anyone in the right mind is a fan of exclusivity when it's not necessary. And uh, this is like one of those things where if you're happy that this game's not on other platforms, like why, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I don't really uh, get it, but you know, I own a PS five. I could play these games. I just, I don't, 
whatever, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not freaking out about this. I don't, I don't, I don't get the hype on this one. So mm-hmm. I think, I think Hogan, I might actually agree on this one. This might've been a rare Travis and Hogue Alliance segment uh, that we'd be witnessing. If Thank God he's gone. Yeah, we don't want to ruin our streak here. Unstoppable. Yeah, you can never. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not super. I know, I know people like this game and I'm in the minority. I just, it, I, remakes don't really do it for me. So. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm with you. Well, I'm not a. Uh... Final Fantasy VII was already not one of my favorite Final Fantasies, so the remake didn't really interest me. So it's it's definitely not for me. That's quite a, quite. That's why I'm letting you guys lead the conversation because I don't have too much to say on it. Um, I, I will say uh, I, on the development time, I kind of already mentioned. I don't I don't understand. Um, I, I know it's a huge remake. It's a huge undertaking. They they you know it's it's like brand new basically. So I get that aspect of it. Um, but, uh, you know, if you think about the course of the size of games, new games that are developed over the course of seven to eight years, it does seem weird to me that you're talking about seven to eight years to remake one game. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's that's wild to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's, um, it's, it's, I, go, ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Mo, because I'm kind of still trying to figure. Yeah, something. no, I, um, you know, I'm uh, I'm not a JRPG fan. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't play them, but uh, I did play. Uh, the remake um i put in about maybe somewhere between 20 and 25 hours i remember when i got to air the village i just got bored and i stopped okay um you know obviously look you know we talk about remakes you know no matter how you feel about them i i personally i'm a sucker for remakes and remasters that's just me you know i'm i am the sucker that uh, that these people target uh, the only thing i do you know with uh with final fantasy 7 i a lot of people don't consider it to be their favorite one but it is the most popular one ever I think we yeah. can. I think I think everybody can agree on that. Um, and it's probably why it's being remade. And it's this isn't just like a remake. I mean, you can clearly tell. Like, I mean, this is a full on across the board, even with story, everything. I mean, just you know, from the from the production values and whatnot, you can clearly tell they're they got very ambitious with this. I'm sure initially they their their intent was to just make it a remake, one time, one shot. But then they're like, all right, well. That's not going to work <laughs> if, if we're if we're going in that direction. Um, yeah, and there's not to interrupt you, Mo, but there's a no, few no, people in the chats that just clarifying that yeah, it's it's beyond a remake, right? It's oh, yeah. actually kind of combined yeah. into a sequel as well. So that's mm-hmm. that's a fair point. Fair point. Yeah, so that's that's well, for that. And then, sorry, I'm, I'm why sorry. Is it a sequel? I don't. It's know. not really. It's not. I don't even think it's a I, sequel. I, I, Do you I even consider it a sequel if it's still Final Fantasy VII? Isn't this just a continuation? Isn't this just like the, this entire remake of this original game that they're doing? But this is just a, I don't know, man. I don't know if you it's want to call like it a reimagining because it's not like beat for beat. No, it's that's a, that's what I was told. It, it definitely wasn't. Um, no, I mean, yeah. if it, 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 that's the definition of a remake, though. Is a it's the same game, but it does not follow beat for beat what the original did. If it if it followed it beat for beat, it would be a remaster. Mm-hmm. So I think people are saying. Oh, it's so much of a remake that it's a sequel, which that's just no, I don't think it's not true. It's yeah. just a remake. It, it is yeah. a remake. It's a remake. Yeah. Oh, no, we're saying it's a sequel or wrong. They literally called it. No, it's definitely a remake. Yeah, I know. The, the name is remake. So that's one uh, one thing, at least, um, you know, for that. And then the the whole thing that started coming out with, uh, man, I was going to go somewhere else and I completely forgot. Uh, but, oh, so, development development i'm sorry that's what it was because you were talking about development the one thing i did catch too is um they did say that they already started development on the third one as well 
So I think they're obviously they're very they're they're aware of the long development cycles. And to be honest with you, I don't even think I I don't I I was kind of shocked when they said it would be 2023. You know, there were jokes like because of how long the first remake, well, the remake, uh, it, <laughs> there were jokes because of how long it took to actually come, you know, so there were, people were like, oh, it's probably gonna be another five or six years. So once they said 2023, I was like, wow, three and a half years after the first one, it's actually the, 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 that's that's not as bad as a lot of people can, uh, you know, thought, including myself. And then I don't know, you know, I don't know how far along they're going to be on the third one. Uh whenever the hell that does come. But uh, I think they are aware uh, of that. And really, it reminds me of uh, what Barlog said about uh, God of War when he said uh, he wants to, they shortened it to only two. They wanted to do two instead of three because he didn't want to make this like a 10-year thing. Right. You know, I mean, so right. I hope, uh, I, I, I would expect these developers to at least be aware of that as well, not just, you know, from his side, but from everybody. Like, you can't keep people waiting 10 years for a trilogy, you know, so... <laughs> It's yeah. tough in AAA game dev right now, right? Because we know those games take years and years to make. Mm -hmm. And if you're planning a trilogy, it's like, that's the nature mm -hmm. of it. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, not to switch us to God of War, but that's going to be interesting, too, to see what Ragnarok mm -hmm. closes out and where they go from there. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. there's, there's, That's a game that's what, been in development for at least four years using probably the same engine, probably yep. not changing a whole lot about what we're going to get, just really adding more content. So, I mean, if that tells you anything about what these guys are probably going through right now. Yeah. There, so there seems to be, there's a lot going on in chat around, um, <laughs> around the story of final fantasy seven. Um, so you guys, uh, I, obviously there's people that are, are bigger experts here than I am by a mm -hmm. long shot. So some people are saying, um, it's a sequel. It's a reimagining the game with pretty consequential changes expanded upon and then split across three parts is what dash said. Uh, mm -hmm. Nick yeah, metal EX says, sorry. I was just going to say that's part of what a remake means. You're allowed to make consequential changes to the story and still call it a remake. That's sort of part of remake's definition. Like they're doing with Resident Evil 4, which we've talked about, yeah. right? They've said the same or thing. they said Dead Space, too. They're, they're going to change stuff in that game the, with mm. the remake. Probably Knights of the Old Republic, they're going to change stuff. Like you're allowed to, just because the story has changed, if it's still telling a different version of the same story, that is literally a remake. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I got you. Um, yeah uh da, 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 da. i'm sorry sorry i missed the there it is zen state says not true it's basically an alternate reality where the original game is its own thing the entire plot is fighting destiny and changing the original plot to what this new remake is all about so it's kind of interesting i so let me ask this then if you're if you're a big fan of final fantasy 7 which as mo pointed correctly pointed out is whether you like it or not it's probably the most Mm -hmm. um you know recognize final fantasy most popular yep so if that's the case if you love this game as a as a kid or whenever you whatever age you were um i think i was an adult damn it um <clears throat> but if you love this uh game as a uh back then uh does this remake do it for you like i i have seen a few people and it, and it seems like the remake was very widely loved so i'm not criticizing the remake mm -hmm. But it, I know at least a few people have told me they prefer the original. Um, I'd mm -hmm. like to hear from the chat if, what you guys think about that. I haven't played it, so I couldn't tell you. Mm -hmm. I, I, mm -hmm. I like with, with me. It, it, I'm fine with, you know. I don't know. I mean, we're getting kind of into like these definition kind of things. It, it's it's definitely a remake. It's it's it's. I enjoyed the first game. Um, I'm also enjoying Final Fantasy VII in its original form. Um, this is definitely different <clears throat> from a story aspect. It's got the same characters, 
just kind of, again, reimagining stuff. And that's fine. Uh, I'm not, like, super into, like, the lore part aspect of it and, like, all the big, big, you know, differences or even the small, minor differences. I enjoyed it for what it was on its own, separate from Final Fantasy VII, the original. Um, mm-hmm. That game, for me, was a great game. Not my favorite Final Fantasy, but it was it was still really good. Um, and it, it did. It, it was when it released back, you know, in the PlayStation days, it was, it was, it was just different, you know, than a lot of stuff we got. It was more, I think it was more accessible to a lot of people. And it was a lot of people's like first JRPG kind of thing, you know, even though there was, you know, stuff out there before it just, Oh, the original. Yeah. The original. It, it was. Cause it hit right yeah. at the, the, when PS one kind of exploded right in popularity. Right. And, and that's, yeah, that's part of what drove the popularity of final fantasy seven for sure. Yeah. And this is this is this is fine, you know. And I, I don't. And if you just take it away from everything else and just and just look at it for what it is, you know, standalone, it's a good game. I enjoy the combat mechanics uh, quite a bit. Uh, yeah, it's still it's still Final Fantasy, you know. So you're always going to get that kind of weird, you know, to me at least weird, you know, storytelling, weird, weird dialogue. You know the weird, <laughs> ah, you know, kind of moments, and, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, but you know, it's it's a good game. It's fun. I'm excited for the second one. I wish everybody would get it. I'm not sure what's going on with this uh, exclusivity thing. Whatever they're doing, I don't know what is happening. Uh, I wish more people could play it because it is. It's a, it's a, you know, the original was, you know, like I said, a very beloved game. So it's, yep. man, I don't know, man. That's what I was gonna ask. It was um. On the exclusivity thing, it's kind of strange. And by the way, Ryan said they <laughs> Ryan said they made a five hour chunk of the original game into a fully fleshed out forty hour JRPG, which is impressive. Which it is fair I mean, enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think on the ex- exclusivity front, and and you know, I, I want to be very clear up front that I don't hold a big dog in this fight either way. I'm not losing sleep at night over this. Um, just for clarity, point you know, the reason this has come up is that when the game launched in 2020. The packaging was updated to say this is a timed exclusive until the following year, one year timed exclusive. And so a lot of assumptions were made that that meant, okay, it'll come to Switch, it'll come to Xbox, you know, other platforms at the end of that one year exclusivity. Obviously, that hasn't happened. They did obviously just launch it on PC this week as part of this celebration, which is awesome. More people get to play it, especially uh, seems like a great game for the Steam Deck. So I've heard. Um, But um, it is, if nothing else, uh, to me personally, I don't really care, like I said, but it does feel a little strange that Square X, Square Enix won't even comment on the fact that um, this game is not coming to Switch or Xbox, uh, or at least not in the short term. So I don't know what you guys think about that, but um, I figured they would have at least said something. Not that Xbox or Switch owners or players, what have you, are owed anything. I don't think that. Um, but you figure Square would have at least commented on it. So usually they're not allowed to when it is a paid exclusivity deal. I've talked to developers that, you know, sign these things and they go during that year though. Right. Yeah. Well, they'll tell me and they'll be like, yeah, I mean, we're not allowed to talk about it, but we signed an exclusivity deal for a blank amount of time and then we can, we can release it after that. Um, But some, this actually reminds me of something that happened with destiny where destiny said, Oh, uh, we're yes. gonna have a year, we're gonna have a year long exclusivity with something on PlayStation, mm-hmm. but then the uh, thing that they were working on that year got delayed by like a full year, and so then the stuff that was supposed to be exclusive for one year ended up being exclusive for two years, and so I think 
with some of these deals, there might be something where it's like, well, when the full version comes out or when the next thing comes out, we have something else exclusive to have, then you can give this to the other people that don't have it yet. It's, it's like something like that. So it could be that they thought it was going to only be one year and maybe episode two would be out by then. And then they're not allowed to talk about it until episode two is out or something uh, of that nature or, or possibly something where it was supposed to be a year exclusive until the full experiences is out. So maybe we're going to have to wait until the yeah, game, that's what I year was after the year after game three, before they're allowed to talk about Xbox versions or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's it's going to be uh, interesting. I think this will be one to monitor if you want to know how these sorts of deals work mechanically behind mm-hmm. the scenes, because I think we might learn some stuff from this. But yeah, my experience is this this can be a little complicated and uh, there might have been some clause or unexpected thing that's causing this to take longer. Yeah. Yep. Fair. Yeah. Insight. Yeah. I think uh, I think the exclusivity kind of speaks for itself, man. You know, you know, Sony's uh, you know put in a lot of money towards this uh, exclusive deal, and look at Final Fantasy 16. Isn't that going to be a two-year exclusive deal? You know, yeah. I mean, so the, the the writing's on the wall with that, and I think just they knew Final Fantasy 7 in general. I don't know if the if if I remember something along the lines, maybe Travis or somebody can correct me. Didn't Sony have a hand in? funding some of the development for the remake or am i wrong i i i could have sworn i read that once but maybe i don't know i don't remember that yeah okay then 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 maybe maybe not but the exclusivity deal itself obviously they paid a lot of money i'm sure it's brought a ton of money to them you know in general uh towards their you know their um their ecosystem because they know you know again just because of the popularity of uh of the series itself and of seven and i think uh the the exclusivity thing that was on the uh on the uh the product when it first released when it first released it was vague you know it said uh one year exclusivity one year later it comes to the epic game store then another year later earlier this week it comes to steam so i don't necessarily think that they me personally i don't think that they knew that it was that they thought that it was going to be fast you know the development period i just think that sony just said like hey nothing else but playstation for the first year right and then obviously egs came in epic you know epic games came in they're like okay we're buying a one-year exclusivity on pc for this game uh, and now obviously you know more people can play it um because i saw yeah. a lot of i saw a lot of you know people disappointed rightfully so you know i mean especially if your preferred way to play is on xbox or if you can't get a, a playstation 5 completely understandable uh but uh but you know there was there was some stuff that I saw floating around that said like it was promised. It was never promised. It's a bunch of crap. It was never advertised. It was, it promised, was never promised. Correct. Exclusivity yeah, it, it is also, what people are. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say there's also that strong possibility that Square simply does not want to put it on the platforms that they haven't put it on. Like Xbox doesn't do great with a lot of Japanese games, a lot of JRPGs. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't sell a lot of copies. So a lot of Japanese developers just choose to not port it to that platform. And Switch has the question of can it handle it technically? Like, could it even run PlayStation or the Final Fantasy VII? And that, that is a legit concern, right? Can it run to the stream for sure. <laughs> yeah, can it run to a quality that they care about? So I, I could just see a world where, you know, Final Fantasy VII Remake is now on every platform that they had intended it to be on and that mm-hmm. they're not planning to bring it to the other two for financial or technical reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree with you. So I think, uh, you know, yeah, it sucks. It's disappointing. But uh, 
this 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 type of stuff doesn't surprise me man you know i mean i i wouldn't be surprised if all three games just only stay on playstation until all of them are done and then they eventually come to xbox in like what seven years eight years by that time like most people have already freaking moved on you know what i mean but yeah. and look how long people waited for persona to come to xbox yeah yeah you know what i mean so it's it's that's out there I'm guys well, we'll, we'll see if it sells well we'll see if it's yeah sells. yeah oh, that's they- the other thing we're coming to game pass so that yeah that's the other thing right i guess they there's probably a calculation they look at now between sales and engagement through game pass right Mm -hmm. uh and obviously xbox has to look at that financially too does it make sense for them to reach out to companies like atlas and square Mm -hmm. to bring these games to xbox bring them to game pass do they get a return on it i mean it's always we we say it all the time it's always about money no matter what you think it is always about money uh you know and even to uh travis's point when you think about okay square considering can we run final fantasy 7 remake on the switch and what would that take right they i guarantee you if they wanted to put it on the switch they've done an analysis of what that would take the resources involved the time it would take what that would pull from etc and you know what that is money it's always about money (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so we'll see. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I, I think here, you know, we're we're clear, and I know everyone who hangs out with us here knows this, right? Uh, exclusivity is what it is. It's a, it's part of the business. At the end of the day, like we said, it's always just business. There's first party stuff. Um, in terms of third party stuff, I always love to see all games on all platforms, so the most people can play it. But I want to be clear that if you uh, saw this timed exclusive and you automatically assumed or expected or think you're due. Final Fantasy VII remake on Xbox, then I don't think you're really paying close attention to the yeah. industry because that's just not how it works. Yeah, because uh, yeah, yeah. I see like uh, you know something you see in the chat and whatever like oh Square hates Xbox. Square doesn't hate Xbox. Well, it's so not. childish, man. Like no, it's just they look at what sells and what doesn't and what the demographic is on this console versus this con. Like you guys just alluded to, it's yeah. it's not personal. <laughs> they make it sound so personal. It's not. It's business money, well, man. They might hate Xbox, but I still don't understand why that's personal. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think it's, they it's do, a, man. It's a company not do. liking another company. You have nothing to do with it. It's as yeah. is, as impersonal as you could imagine something to be impersonal. Yeah. This is true. Uh, By the way, uh, I ran a poll real quick on the on the uh, channel here. It just says, are you excited for Final Fantasy Rebirth and the continued story? Got 61% saying yes. So almost two-thirds of people saying it's popular. <laughs> That is very popular. I wish I cared for JRPGs, man. But yes. Speaking of, I, I I started not to get us off topic, but I started playing Tales of Arise last week, which is a pretty celebrated game, good review scores, uh, mm-hmm. celebrated series, and I got a few hours into it. I'll, I'm just I'm, I'm bored to tears. Really? You're going and to be for another. Didn't two get or three a rise hours. out of you, huh? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, I, I think what it is, I was talking to the guys last night about this, for me personally, is that I, I'm such a Western RPG guy. With When you think about Elden Ring, you think about Cyberpunk, you think about Witcher, you think about these big open world yeah. experiences where you kind of determine what you do, right? right? And you do it at your own pace. And like what I experienced with the new Dragon Quest Eleven and um, Tales of Arise and a few others is like it wants you to do what it's going to have you do because it's telling a choreographed story which is fine and people love that uh Mm -hmm. it's just not for me it's like you're gonna go to this little area you're gonna pick up some crafting materials fight a few enemies have a boss battle then you go to the next area and you do the same thing and it's just that doesn't do it for me anymore i can't get into it the only jrpg that i truly got into recently is persona funny enough um just because it's so different and crazy 
that I can, you know, I truly love it. But all right, let's get to uh, got a few super chats to get to here. Bear with me. I saved this one. Sarko sent this one in a bit ago, but I saved it. Beautiful, I'm moving man. you back up, Travis. There we go. Oh, that's nice of you. Final <laughs> Fantasy, Final Schmantasy. Dan speaks truth. <laughs> Give us Parasite Eve with all the uh, remakes. Can we get a Skyrim remake built for uh, the Xbox Series X? More Skyrim. Uh, yeah. We need the 27th version of that game. Oh, it'll uh, come. Although, if it were a remake, it would actually be substantive, you would assume. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, it was upgraded for Series XS and PS5. Yeah. but It's called um, Elder Scrolls Six. That's what it's going to be called. And we'll get it in seven years. Yeah. yeah, Me and you are right on the same page. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeez, Sarko is about the biggest Skyrim fan, as you will find. So he's pumped yes, for Starfield like many others right now. I met that guy at GC. Yeah, you did. Hung out with him. Hung out yeah. with him a couple nights. Uh, he came to the live recording of our of our uh, podcast that we did there. Uh, we we uh, we played a duality dungeon together one of the nights in the hotel room. It was pretty good. Uh, that's that's awesome. a destiny thing. But anyway, yeah, it was a uh, it's cool, 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 cool guy. Awesome. Love to hear. Nice, man. I've known Sarko for over a decade. No joke. I still haven't met him. I know we talked life. about that. Yeah, you met him. Like, this is why we're real friends, Sarko. Ains doesn't <laughs> care about you. <laughs> you won't even come and meet you, dude. I flew all the way out to Florida just to hang with you, bro. So anyway. Uh, the funniest man. part of that of that story is you flying to Florida, by the way. But we'll move on. <sighs> Brutal. Brutal. <laughs> Go gamer with five euros. Thank you again. Uh, the Xbox situation of JRPGs can only improve if Xbox becomes more dominant in Japan. Or this is one of those. Yeah, this is one of those long, of the egg, right? long running. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is one of the long running kind of things that people discuss. And I think, I don't know, I, I've spoken my piece on this before. I think that um, Xbox is, from a console perspective, is doing better in Japan right now than they have done in a very long time. So that's good to see. But consoles are not really the biggest market in Japan anymore. And, you know, they're just a different culture in general. And I mm -hmm. think I've said before that that's why the ecosystem play from Xbox around xCloud, around mobile devices, around access from anywhere is so critical because it gets them into these markets more effectively. Right. Um, they've never had a foothold in without the need of a console space. Um, so that is evolving right before our eyes. So I think this conversation itself will evolve, continue to evolve over the next few years, personally. Yeah. I think uh, it's true. JRPG, you, you, you do sort of need to be relevant in Japan if, for Japanese companies to want to put their game on your console. But in my mind, the Japanese market is more of like a... a uh, prestige victory it's not really like a substantive victory because it's not right. like it's, Japan, a small piece it's not it's a small piece of the market one of the yeah. smallest right and it's not it's not really like oh if you don't succeed in japan you have no business in this industry like there's plenty of companies that don't sell it all to japan and do just fine mm -hmm. uh but it is one of those things like you know xbox wants it you know they want that piece sure. of it because it's sure. it's got such a historical value it's 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 like uh you know conquering uh, Jerusalem or something, you know, it's like a, just that you got to get that piece of land yeah. to, to win it. And so um, I, I think that, you know, Xbox will keep trying. I don't know if they'll ever be successful because a lot of Japanese companies are super loyal, 
you know, their Japanese customers are super loyal to Japanese com companies. They have a lot of nationalism there. So yeah. I don't know that they'll ever be successful, but yeah. Ed Freeze himself said it. Who just interviewed him recently? Uh, Luke did. Luke, yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, you guys should check that out. Uh yeah, he said it himself in the in the interview with Luke. He talks about, you know, how you know, just the Japanese market, they prefer their own. They well, Sony or yeah. whatever, yeah. Nintendo or whatever it is. So yeah, it's a, it's gonna be a tough cookie to crack, but I give I give Xbox a lot of credit, man. They haven't stopped. <laughs> they, they just keep well, trying and trying. And to Alvin in the chat's point right here, they just got the Team Ninja and uh, game in their showcase. You know, Wolong, uh, Fall, is it Fallen mm -hmm. Dynasty, I believe? Mm -hmm. um, which which looks and sounds great. There was an interview. Yeah. If you that, there was an interview earlier this week, which gave more detail, uh, and it sounds like it's going to be a, a Souls like Neo like mm -hmm. experience. So bring it on. Oh, yeah. um, <clears throat> there was one other thing I was going to say. Damn it, I lost my train of thought. Darn it. Um, Anyway, we'll get back to the last super chat we're holding here, which is Fat Boy Horror back. Ah, uh, back again. Yes, with the five pounds. Charlotte Nexus disagrees with your assumptions about Japanese games on Xbox. It's an outlier. I, yeah. I disagree with that one. I mean, there there's exceptions. There's it's not like no JRPGs have ever done well on Xbox, but they always do worse on Xbox. And uh, I yeah, I mean, so, some companies just. They don't even have an exclusivity deal. They just choose not to put their games on Xbox. So, like that alone should tell you that there's a there's a problem, um, and it probably just goes back to so. Let me where ask they you think something. They can sell to or localization, maybe they just don't want to spend on localization to to put it in English. I don't, I don't really know. So, but, so yeah. is this is this because these companies learned their lesson from the 360 days? If you remember when the 360 launched, there was a heavy JRPG presence on it. They 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 reached out to so many Japanese developers. They got a lot of JRPGs on there. So what happened there? I mean, did those not sell well? Is is this all a consequence of the 360 generation? Because I really want to know myself. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm, just, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just taking I'm just taking a shot in the dark here because yeah, I don't know tried. if anybody knows the answer really. Because I, I mean, it it, it was attempted on the 360. There was a lot of JRPGs on the 360. Yeah. That's why I, I bet you I, I would be willing to bet part of it is sales, part of it is company strategies. Like if you're a developer, you could probably have your entire business model be just selling to your own countrymen, and mm -hmm. they don't really want to expand out because then you got to get localization and you got to get third party PR, and it just it gets it kind of distracts you, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I I think there's probably a everybody has their own logic to it, and you know to Fatboy Horror's point, some companies reject the mainstream kind of logic of Japanese uh, game developers, and they go their own way. And some of those guys are successful, and some of them aren't. And so uh, I don't know it. it it's it's a it's it has a to be sales. It has to when be I, sales, right? Because the 360 was very very successful. It was incredibly successful. That's why like, I, I'm just I'm just guessing. I have no idea why. But I don't know if the games why. were successful though, right? Like you look at Lost Odyssey, you look at Blue Dragon. Uh, you know they had a relationship with Mistwalker at one point, right? Which mm -hmm. was uh, God, I'm gonna forget his name. Sakaguchi, maybe. Uh, that was one Blue Dragon, the, yeah. Yeah, one of the original yeah. Final Fantasy mm -hmm. creators, and and they mm -hmm. to your point, Mo, they put a lot of effort into that and a lot of money. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't Lost know. Lost Odyssey was dope, by the way. Yeah, people still that people still promoting Lost Odyssey, but um, I I don't know one if that paid off. Two, 
we all know what happened after Xbox 360, right? Xbox yeah. One yeah. kind of, uh, you know, really kind of crushed the uh, the market there, and they did. I also think horrendous in Japan with the Xbox One. So I don't yeah. know. Maybe it's just been, yeah, Saga Gucci. Okay, I was, I was also going to, I was also going to say that um, part of it is probably that JRPGs as a genre were dying as well around the time of the Xbox 360 era, and now are are pretty much all but dead. Like. There are the occasional JRPG, but they used to be dominant. And especially in the West, they got replaced by Western RPGs. And I remember when Persona 5 came out, I felt like that was the only, you know, true old school JRPG around. Uh, and and there are obviously some spikes where there will be occasional interest here and there, but it's nowhere near as dominant or as popular as it used to be. And that also might be part of it. Just, you know, the genre itself is sort of not as... Uh, prolific as it once was so you realize that i've got to cut out that clip the only words that you say japanese rpgs are dead so that clip's right. going on twitter for sure perfect <laughs> do it man put it up there i mean i mean there's there's certainly data around that i, I think that's why people really liked persona 5 because it reminded them of jrpgs that you really don't see a lot anymore you don't see a lot of them yeah mm -hmm. persona 5 is amazing um, that, um, I, I, I would be willing to bet that that's part of the equation. It's the, it's just like the the pro prominence and popularity of JRPGs in general probably waned as you got like your Mass Effects and some of your other like Western RPGs that that hit uh, hit the same kind of spot, but for a different audience. So I don't know, but yeah, I think we've all talked about it. But I think it is a mystery of the gaming industry. We're not really sure. Yeah, and I would like to point out that Elden Ring is a Japanese RPG. It mm -hmm. is, but <laughs> it, JRPG fans wouldn't describe it that know, way. Old school JRPG. Fans. It's but you one know, of what's those... funny is Japan calls it a JRPG. That's what yeah. in their minds. That's what it is. So oh, it is. Yeah. It's a Japanese-made role. I mean, if we're getting down the definitions, right? It's a Japanese. Yeah, -made but game. but JRPG has a specific uh, definition <laughs> within games. It's kind of a weird situation. It is a Japanese-made RPG. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think that's where it ends. Yeah. I, I'm trying to help the JRPG monitor by throwing Elden Ring at it, right? Elden Ring can fix anything. Um, and we got one more uh, super chat here from Mr. Ian Keg, who, if you don't know, is Mr. Elu Spook's brother, twin brother. Mm -hmm. nice. Thank you, sir. Cowboy Dudes, six player TMNP is intense. On another note, Final Fantasy VI Preach. is still the best. Yes, it is. Interesting. All these, all these young kids who started with Final Fantasy VII don't—they don't know. They don't know. That's generally what I've heard, man. Six or eight. Eight has like this. Apparently, one of the best antagonists. Uh, it's like this one that looks like it's wearing like this clown mask. I don't know what the hell it was called. Unless I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know how Final Fantasy. I'm sorry. I have no idea. I don't yeah. know what the hell's the name of the of the. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I, don't know, I don't know. But I've always heard six and eight. Probably there somewhere. Oh, six and eight. Uh, <laughs> for me, it's always six and nine. Six and nine. Yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, if we're being fair, six, four, and nine. Uh, the mm -hmm. SNES error, which here was two and three, which is four and six, obviously, are uh, some of the goats in my opinion. But nine was the the best modern one. But oh, I see a couple of people saying nine is king. Let's go. Mm. Yeah. All right. Um, we got the super chats. Man, we got into a whole different discussion there. So now I'm trying to catch up on my notes. Okay. So um, a couple other Final Fantasy VII announcements as part of the celebration. So we got Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion, 
which if you're not aware, uh, according to my notes, and again, I'm no expert here, so please correct me. I know you will if I mess this up, but uh, is a prequel to Final Fantasy VII. It was originally released on the PlayStation Portable, the PSP, in 2007. So that is being remade and coming to all consoles, funny enough, um, including Xbox and Switch and PC. That's coming later this year, winter of 2022. Then, uh, as I mentioned, Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, Integrate launched on PC on Friday. So the kind of the, the best latest edition with the upgrades mm-hmm. um, and, you know, little DLC elements launched on PC. And then there's a Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis uh, mobile game, which is coming next year. There's going to be beta testing later this year. So whole bunch, if you like Final Fantasy VII, and it's one of those games you adore, you like the remake, you like the original, what have you. There's an awful lot of uh, Final Fantasy VII coming your way. So, also, can I say that uh, Snitch has not missed yet the Twitter <laughs> account? Snitch, he, he must has be not. Stopped. He has not missed yet, bro. Wait, he wait. has not missed. He put up that picture of. Uh, I, I had no idea that, that it, it was it was two characters from Final Fantasy. I think Aerith was one of them in the background, and immediately, you know, he put blue, green, bl- yeah. uh, blue, blue, green, red, and black, and people right away. Obviously, the Final Fantasy diehards are like, "Holy shit, it's Crisis Core." Well. There you go. <laughs> Crisis Core game. I'm telling you, this guy's being hunted down. It's crazy. I don't know yeah. what's going if on. If you're not aware of what he's talking about, there's a guy who popped up on Twitter a couple weeks ago. He has a total of like 17 tweets. That's all. Mm-hmm. And each one is a leak for a video game, and every single one has been right. Um, and he has like he has like the biggest ratio of tweets to followers you've ever seen. He has it's like incredible. 17 tweets and like 50,000 followers now. Uh, because people, what they are assuming is that he's someone who works at Google or works at YouTube and is seeing what's uploaded to YouTube privately, and he's snitching. So his account is called the snitch. <laughs> um, so uh, if you're not aware of this, it's kind of whether, you know, it depends on where you land on leaks, right? If you la- if you don't like leaks, you're not going to like him. Um, but yes, uh, he's definitely someone that has some very, very inside knowledge, like access knowledge. to YouTube. <laughs> yeah it's crazy stay tuned all right so phil let's spencer. jump on okay. phil spencer yeah yeah he's he leaking it. that his own the games aren't coming to his platform like oh. that's right yeah. um let's jump over to the other showcases so we did get the xbox extended showcase this week um funny enough you know as ho kind of ranted about the xbox showcase itself last week i saw him post that he did really like the extended showcase which was funny um so I'll shout that out. I'll also shout out that if you watch the extended showcase at the beginning, they showed some video footage of the Fan Fest event in LA and our boys Dash and Kevin from NXS Cast. Um, Dash has guested on Big Cast before. They were right there in the uh, in the video, uh, which was pretty cool to see. So. Sims. <laughs> yeah, they Sims they were PlayStation guys, but I think Xbox is winning them over. You know, they're they're buying their buying their fans out one by one. They're acquiring fans, you could say. Yes, you do. Yeah, <laughs> act you hire them. There you go. Um, part of the showcase, so we got uh, we did get a few kind of new game announcements, and then you got updates on a, a bunch of different you know games that were shown at the showcase. So the new announcements were that uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So we got the first gameplay from that, which uh, you know it's kind of a horror. I renaissance. you're excited about that. I am. Yes, uh, I don't like it as much as Evil Dead or others. Like I'm not this a big texas chainsaw massacre fan but just horror in general Mm -hmm. so that's cool it's coming uh next year launches next year it is coming to game pass at launch as well uh valheim which is a game that kind of got very popular on pc last year 
is coming to PC Game Pass this year, coming to console and Xbox first next year. Mm-hmm. So pretty cool. Uh, Fall Guys goes free to play. Just a reminder, Fall Guys goes free to play on all platforms, including Xbox and Switch this Tuesday as we're recording or you're listening to this. And oh, yeah. the following week, they announced a Halo crossover of all things in Fall Guys from June 30th to July 4th, where you can get a Master Chief skin, an Eshram skin, and uh, I think a grunt and maybe one more. There's four, I think. I really hope they're available for purchase, man. Oh, me too. I don't want to yeah, earn that shit. I, I really don't. <laughs> Just let me buy them, man, because I suck. I'm not going to win. Just let me freaking buy them. <laughs> but, but people are like, why do you have to pay for everything? Mo's like, I don't want to earn it. Just let me buy it. Because right? I'm not going to win. <laughs> I'm literally never going to play this game again. I recognize I my limitations. Game. I think it's fun, honestly. I tried it on PlayStation. It's a fun game, especially if you play it with friends. But like, I'm not going to win, man. I stink. Just let me buy them. Let me be happy. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a joke to, to that point mo i bought when they put master chief and marcus phoenix back in the fortnite store like what a month ago three weeks ago something like that i bought them both so i spent 40 45 on those two skins i haven't played fortnite since not once not one time yeah, yeah. i spent 45 bucks for skins i've never used yes um i yeah i would i would guess mo if it's a free going free to play that they will be more than happy to sell you whatever skins you want i, I think that yeah. that's probably oh, the yeah. biggest model now oh yeah oh yeah no that's doubt. definitely yeah um good point and then um we got so we got more on a bunch of games we got you know redfall pete hines came out to talk about redfall and starfield we got more on ass dusk falls we got other little announcements like uh, an update on slime rancher 2 which you know a little indie game but a lot of people love that series i love coming yeah. later game pass. i'm gonna, I'm and gonna then, play that game let me tell you <laughs> and then uh they they closed it off with a pretty um uh, I guess what's the word you want here? Harrowing or, or sobering look at Stalker 2 and what that development team is going through being God. in the Ukraine, um, which is just wild. Um, so, I mean, obviously the atrocities kind of going on around the world and other areas, um, but also Ukraine right now. Uh, they kind of gave you a very, very brief glimpse into what that team's dealt with. So that, that game has been obviously pushed to 2023. There's no set date right now, but if you haven't watched that segment, it's about six minutes long, if I recall correctly. Please go watch it. Um, it's it's really good. Mm-hmm. Good being, you know, meaningful, I guess, is a better word than good. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, um, I wanted to ask you guys on the showcase here whether announcements that I just mentioned or in general. We've talked before, and I know we talked last week, around – how do companies properly set up these big E3 style showcases, right? And and how do they meet the expectations of the majority of fans? You're never going to please everyone. But how do you meet the expectations where the showcase itself shows you lots of gameplay, lots of games coming that you want to see, but that to people like Hogue and others who want to learn more about the games, learn more about development, get more into the details, you know, you can't really combine those two because either way you're going to be displeasing one group, right? So what do you guys think about how Xbox did this year where they took this 90-minute showcase again, they did all games, a lot of gameplay, what's coming soon and, or soonish, um, and then they did a follow-up showcase for another hour and a half, two-plus hours, where they uh, had a few announcements, but they really kind of dove in with developers and interviews and deep dives on some of the games. Did you like this, uh, did you like this setup or not really? Yes, I liked it a lot. Okay. Um, my only like, you know, my only concern is is with the a lot of people what they want from that initial announcement is lots of like 
big logos and and you know quote unquote mic drops, which is hard to do if you're focusing on games coming out in the next twelve months and showing a lot of mm-hmm. gameplay. So, really, I think the medicine is if Xbox can stick with this model for a couple more years, eventually you'll be seeing gameplay and announcements of games coming out in twelve months that have not been announced yet, and that would be that's the best of both worlds. If you didn't know that Redfall was coming and then all of a sudden they open the show and they just show a bunch of Redfall gameplay, that in my book is way better than if you see a logo, you know, two years ago and then you know the game's in development and then all of a sudden you see gameplay like way later. Mm -hmm. And so I think Xbox has to like hold the line almost if they want this model to work out. They have to deal with the fact that people aren't going to be that excited for the next couple of years because it'll all be games that have already been announced but eventually they'll get to that ideal state in my mind of like both big surprises and gameplay focused showcases that aren't just cgi trailers so they have to they have to stick with it if they want that to happen and i hope that they will because i think that in terms of the model that they did i have some problems with the games that they showed and that has a lot to do with covid and delays and them showing things that are are in my opinion not ready to show publicly but um I, I like the format better than they've ever done it, both in the the way they focused on gameplay and, and big announcements one day and then had a deep dives. I think that's that should be the model going forward, and I hope that they'll stick with it. Mm. I, li- I really like your point. I know you made that last week too, but I didn't call it out. I think that's a very insightful point around if they stick with this model, then the showcase itself, the main showcase itself, will evolve back into the type of showcase that has major blockbuster announcements because it's going to catch up with development time right now it's behind the eight ball on development time because of covid like you said and everything else so they showed you know you had redfall you had starfield let's i don't want to downplay those things i mean these are huge games star starfield is a massive game redfall you had forza etc but to your point little limited we didn't get to see all those kind of big ips that people yeah. were hoping for out of xbox like avowed like a fable like in exiles project etc etc but that will catch up over time if you allow it to the question is xbox as you know has shifted their showcase to try and meet fan response which is a good thing right they they absolutely listen but and i know you've said this before as well travis um sometimes listening to fans can get you in trouble um and so usually i I would argue (laughs) so i i think they have to be really careful of walking the line here of you know trying to 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 please fans but you can't please everyone and they have to accept that they can't please everyone right so stick to your guns a little bit but uh, i put a poll up of uh for our chat whether or not you like the way xbox did the showcase this year let us know and uh mo what do you think man uh yeah they uh I, I agree with Travis and you, to be honest with you. you know, I don't want to echo both of what you guys said, but if this is a way for them to kind of uh, subvert attention away from the fact that some of these projects are going to take a long time to to come, uh, you know, where their format will just be, hey, every time we do these shows, it's going to be these 12 months and that's it. You know, um, yeah, it's a smart idea, man. Plus, like, it keeps expectations in check. Uh, I, th- I, I think that's... That, that that was pretty good because after the show was over, and you remember I was talking to you, you know, we were talking in the group chat, and I was like, hey, where's Fable? Where's Avowed? Yeah. You know, there was a lot of rumors about Avowed. Where's Hellblade? Where's yeah. uh, whatever? Uh, so I think maybe next June, um, maybe next uh, next June when they do this show, then they'll be like, then we'll probably see Fable, Avowed, whatever it is, and it'll catch up eventually, like you said. Um, 
I don't really, this is just me personally. Um, you know, a supplemental show at the end, you know, just like deep dives with development and whatnot. I mean, it doesn't really do much for me personally. It doesn't matter who does it. You know I mean? Sometimes it's cool to see these, uh, you know, these deep dives, uh, depending on, you know, how much you care for it or, or, or how much you care about development and whatnot, you know? Um, but I, I, you know, I, the new, new announcements would be, you know, if, I don't know how many how many new announcements they made the 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 second day. Did they? I don't think there was like. There's was three. there no? There was three. Okay. Yeah. The ones I said, oh. Mo. So Valheim, Fall Guys, Halo, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and, and like I said, okay. some some other smaller indie. Things yeah. That up. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a good. If you got nothing to do, I think it's cool. You know, I mean, it's uh, if if you're really interested in game development and whatnot, <laughs> sometimes it's nice. To do. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm saying like if you're bored and you just got nothing to do, I think it would be I think it would be nice, you know. But uh, I'm all about show, you know. But just my opinion, I just like show. Uh, Mo, man, we should know, hire I, you to advertise for this show. Yeah. Hey, if you're bored and you've got nothing to do, you're really <laughs> quick cats every Sunday. If morning. you're at the if you're at the bottom of your life and you you're just sort of that's you know, not what I meant. Ready to call it quits. You're just <laughs> if you're go ahead and log on to Bitcast. That's not what I meant. No, like. No, basically, <laughs> let me reiterate this. The showcase if you've is the a worm in your tequila. Yeah, the big cat yeah, every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> showcase is a must see, right? Like that is that is what you should watch. Uh, and then something like the supplemental show is just like eh, you know, it's 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 cool. It's there. You know, there wasn't really too many big things, but uh, you know, obviously, like you said, the documentary uh, about Stalker and uh, you know a few other things uh, that were on there, but. Yeah, it's cool, man. Uh, didn't they have the? Uh, did, is that where they talked about the Forza uh, ray tracing? Was it on that as well? No. Uh, oh, that was a separate held, thing. Okay. Forza yeah. held their own thing uh, two days ago, actually. Yeah, with Chris Sasaki, um, really good dude, by the way. If you don't follow him, you should, because uh, he, he's got a small number of followers on Twitter, which is bizarre, because the dude's awesome. He's the creative director of Turn Ten, and he's the one who hosted the Forza showcase where they when they gave more details out about that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so. Cool, um, Dan, what do you think, man? I know that you were you were kind of more, if correct me if I'm wrong, more along the lines of Hogue, where the showcase didn't really do too much for you. Do do these extended showcases do anything for you? I, I, I like them better. Um, I, I like it when they do a little bit more of a deep dive than just show okay. me. Even, even if you just show me like some CGI, some gameplay, I want to see the you know the mechanics behind it. You know, like what especially for like a bigger game, like an RPG or something like that. Like, how does this work? You know, how like kind of more like what they did with Starfield, I, I guess at the end, mm-hmm. I'd like to see more of that. That um, I like. Yes. Yeah. yeah that, that kind of stuff is, it, but it doesn't have to be, you know, super long, you know, and you can you just say, this is how you, you know, you build your, this, this character, this is how you're going to be, you know, and it could just be, you know, three or four minutes and I'd be good with that. This is a nice, I guess, supplemental stuff. To be honest with you. I have no idea what I want to see half the time. I just want to, you know, it, like it's like, oh, that's that, that's cool. Maybe we can get like a one month, you know, uh, once a month kind of thing, like a small where they where they focus on like one game. I mean, you've got a ton of studios now, you know. You you should be able to maybe give updates on like, you know, this is where we're at with Fable. It's only ten minutes, but you know, we'll talk with the developer for a second. You know, this is what we can show you, or you know, just something small, and actually that's bring us idea. with you yeah. on this. Bring like bring us with you on the the journey to development. You know, like really get me. You know, just pick a game. It's like, hey, this this is what we did this month. 
with this game, you know, and it, it, you can make like a documentary out of it. We got like the God of War one, which I, I loved, you know, yes. like the Raising Kratos, you know, that yep. was like, you can do that, not necessarily live, but you can do like a monthly show or, or, or just like a little thing where, where, where the, the gamer actually comes with the developers and, and sees what it's like and the, the, the stuff they run into the, the different, you know, uh, problems that they have, but you know, the different solutions and how they figure this out and, you know, how this system is working. That's the kind of stuff I love really kind of watching and, and looking into like, and, and getting to meet some of the people that, you know, are really just nameless faces and not even faces. They're just nameless, whatever, you know, they, we don't know who these people are that are developing the games we love, you know, and, and, you know, kind of put us more, I guess, get us closer to, those people that that's what i would like to see i don't think that's ever going to happen um because people are incredibly you know toxic and and i gotta hate that word i hate it so much but i mean they they they, they would find a way to just you know completely crush make it people. negative yeah yeah um and, i love and, the idea though because what if i understand you what you're saying is basically have like an xbox monthly showcase and each month you just pick one of the games in development yeah and give a right. 10 to 15 minute look and chat with the developers to say, hey, right. here's what's going anything. on. Here's what we're thinking. That'd be awesome. I would love that. I mean, yeah, I would love to see it from any studio. It doesn't have to necessarily just anybody. You know, it would be, I mean, get us, you know, we, we, we think we know all this stuff about game development. We think we know as gamers just, you know, enjoying our hobby that we know, well, you know, this is what these guys go through. These, you know, but we don't. I mean, I don't know that all that much maybe you guys know more but you know I, i'd like to see more in-depth stuff like how the inner workings work behind the scenes you know what goes into developing a system of you know the combat or 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 you know base building or whatever it is in that game you know so i i think they could do something like that and i think it'd be really popular at least it would be with me so i mean yeah. it is it, we don't we don't get to see that enough you know all we, all we hear we, we get like the, the delay, this is delayed, you know, the delay tweet. And then we get, uh, you know, maybe a couple people from a studio saying, yeah, this is what's happening. But, yeah. you, you know, it's never that tangible. You never really get to interact with it. It's, you know, a lot is just kind of like, all right, whatever. It's coming in whenever it comes, you know. And I don't know, man. It's yeah, like this this kind of thing. It was good. I mean, I, I, I'm glad they did this. You know, I. I would have liked to have seen it more, I guess, integrated with the actual showcase. Because, um, hell, I mean, why, I don't know why they put, like, limits on their time either. Like, just make an all-day thing, man. Just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> make it like FanFest, but in your house, you know? I mean, you could just do it for, like, eight hours, you know? And, 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 and weave into, you know, just please, no content creators and weird cheerleaders. I don't need Influencers, that. yeah. Yeah, oh, keep it, keep it to the people hell. who uh, are kind of in in the development or in leadership and know what they're talking about yeah. i think yeah. each each one of these the uh, presentations that dan is proposing should be hosted by the rock from sponsored by zoa yeah yeah sponsored by zoa um uh, you know what else i was thinking about the uh the 12 month model that the xbox employed and i hope that they'll or deployed and i hope that they'll uh continue to do it could save them from a lot of bad pr like how many time how many articles have you read about like the scale bound situation right a game that definitely got announced too soon right and they kept showing it so i would hope that if they take this sort of model it could 
it could uh, defend them from having these things happen where a game gets canceled because they showed it five years before it was supposed to come out or whatever the heck. And then uh, it comes back to bite them again and again and again. I mean, they're going to be he- hearing about Scalebound like 10 years from now because they showed mm-hmm. it so many times and they canceled The game it. didn't even look good. Can we stop with this game already? <laughs> I'm with you, but like <laughs> to your point, they should... The reason it didn't look good is because they announced it too early and we were seeing gameplay like years before it was supposed to come out. And I just think they they probably learned their lesson to a certain extent about just announcing games too early. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. hope. Yeah. Yeah, we would hope. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's some fair points there. Um, I don't know. There, it doesn't feel like there's, again, any kind of uh, silver bullet in terms of a golden bullet, golden arrow, whatever the hell you want to say, whatever phrase uh on how to do this showcase um like i said last year even though many of us celebrated last year's showcase and kind of the format and the pace and how many announcements and we all really loved it it does circle back to the criticism of you showed a bunch of stuff that's not even going to be out in years to come um so uh, i do like the approach this year i do agree with you travis that uh if they stick with it um it'll be it'll be uh you know it'll kind of grow into its own format yeah Yeah. in the future which is cool um i also do like personally like the extended showcase um they, i know dan just stepped away but he asked um why couldn't they kind of make it part of the thing or do it right after and i think it's because a lot of the conversations like i know the sit down with pete hines and the sit down with um another group it might have been the dust falls group i think uh they did those like in la you know what i mean like they're doing those live so i i think between kind of the xbox showcase fan fest and and then this other thing like trying to schedule all that back to back would be near impossible so i think that's why they separated out a little bit yeah anyway uh on the poll it looks like uh did you like xbox's showcase setup this year with the split between main and extended we got three quarters of people said yes so uh i would like to hear from the 25 percent who said no uh just curious as to did you prefer last year's setup did you prefer i mean they had an extended showcase last year too um but they the showcase itself was obviously structured differently so i'd like to hear in the chat why you didn't like it if anyone wants to kind of um uh speak during on e3 they also did something similar they would like have their showcase and then throughout the week they would do a, sh- a yep. show from the e3 show floor where they would talk about games and do interviews and stuff so i feel yep. like this is them just trying to take their e3 model and bring it into mm-hmm. a uh, remote first kind of age but uh yeah mm-hmm. it- when i I think to that point, too, remember we talked last week and Hogue brought up the fact that with E3, you had you had the, the showcases, right? Um, but then you had three days of coverage from outlets like IGN and all the major outlets, <clears throat> excuse me, and independent uh, outlets like Season Gaming and, and other smaller places, which kind of helped spread out that coverage over a four to five day span. And I think to your point, Xbox and others are trying to figure out how the hell do we replicate that in this model? And this yeah. is they're they're trying their best. Um, it's certainly not easy. And and you know, think of the difference you have there, right? You are the company producing these things and marketing these things. And now what we're asking basically is for you also to publicize all of these things. Whereas previously you had all these other major media organizations and even smaller media organizations publicizing them for you more acutely. Yeah. Um, which it, you those two things don't meet right they don't meet in the middle um so that's a, totally. that's a tough challenge to overcome yeah. yeah that's what like not to self-promote but like the ign summer of games i think is trying to do that it's trying it's to trying. like 
hey, here's all these here's all these games that we know are going to get, get announced at this time. Let's try to cover as many of them as we can early and get that information out around the time that we would have gotten it during the E3 window. But um, to, to, I think, Hoag's point last week, and certainly of concern to you and the season gaming crew, is like that means that only the biggest outlets get access and there's not yeah. as much coverage. And uh, also IGN doesn't do as good of a job with their remote, you know, we can only send so many emails and, and calls to sure. people on the phone before they just yeah. say, no, when you're on the E3 floor, you can, you can, you know, bang on doors and, and make people talk to you. And, uh, quite literally, something quite, right. quite literally. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I used to do it all the time. Yeah. So I'm sure you did too. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it hits different and I, I really hope we get an in-person, um, conference next year. That would be beautiful. So, yeah. I want one of these yeah. days, uh, not to stay on it right now, but one of these days we'll have to joke about, talk about some E3 experiences, you and I will, um, from different perspectives, right? You're going as part of the biggest gaming media organization in the world. And I went as one of the yeah. literally unknown smallest independent outlets. And the difference. So I have gone as both, though, and so I know okay. your pain. I've gone as like just some regular outlet that nobody knows. And like, the experience is so much different than when you have the IGN badge. Like people sure. roll out the carpet for you. It's unreal. <laughs> it's so different. Because I remember like, you know, sometimes they made me wait in line with like the fans. I was like, why am I in line for these? Like I'm press, you know, but uh, just yeah. get like an IGN pin or something and just, you know, put it on you. And just, I have like, an IGN pin actually. I, I used to wear on my lapel when I'd go places and people would recognize the, the logo. Of course you did. So. <laughs> Dude, you got you to gotta do what you can, man. You got to use 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 what weapons you have to oh, knock, yeah. knock down the doors. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. It's, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about more some other time. Um, but it, it's, I, someone in the chat said we need E3 back, and I think if you've listened to this show enough, you know me and Travis are very much in the camp of, yeah, we, E3 needs to come back. And, you know, like I've said, I said it last week, too, regardless of the ESA's handling of things, they're not a great organization. They have issues. You know, there's lots of issues that they could work through, but E3 as a format is just a much different experience for a number of reasons. And uh, I think by now, two years in, um, I would hope that most people have realized that what we have happening right now has not fulfilled what E3 really used to represent. So oh, anyway, uh, Super Chat, Dan, from Mr. Gio Rio is back in the house. Yeah, I love the M helm, Ains. Do you still have the statue? Uh, random question. Uh, what type of games do you guys prefer to play on PC versus console? Dying Light 2 DLC September question mark okay the zombie uh yeah so we got three different comments what's the m helm am i missing something uh mass master helm master chief maybe maybe i have a lot of master chief helmets you got a lot of stuff yeah yeah i'm sorry i've got so much yeah i got a lot of stuff um uh yes well you said if you still have the statue, I can say yes because I've never sold a statue. So whatever statue you're helm? referring to, I still well, have. This right here is that what he's talking about? Maybe I don't oh, know. the Millennia helmet. Yeah, maybe that's uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that is uh, Mo and I got very lucky. If you're not aware, in Europe only they made a Ultra Collector's Edition for Elden Ring that they only made six thousand of in total um, for the world. And him and I both were lucky enough to to know friends and people who were able to get us one. Um, but it's mm -hmm. super super rare. Yeah. They already go. What do they go for, Mo? Like a thousand bucks or something? Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, you guys won't sell, which is crazy to me. Yeah, no. I know, bro. I know. I don't you don't want to get me a most started on collectibles, dude? It's yeah. like yeah, we need we need storage storage houses and yeah, those are problems. It's a problem. Uh, Dying Light yeah. Two DLC in September. Yeah, so Dying Light Two is one of those games I dropped off of really quick. You reviewed it, didn't you, Travis? I did review it. I played the whole game. And also, shout out to the uh, the team there, Techland. Uh, they actually recently sent me a box with a bunch of stuff because I also reviewed Dying Light One, and they uh, they announced that after seven years they're going to stop supporting that game. So they sent me a box of like, you know, it's been fun. Like like a picture frame with all the photo like the photo of all the cast members from Dying Light One, and they sent me a uh, one of those Polaroid cameras that that actually prints the photo when you take it. Those OG yeah yeah Polaroid oh that's photo. cool man. And they they sent me that so that I could take a picture oh, of myself with the game, and they're gonna put it on like their wall at their office. That's cool. So, like happy that's memories cool. from Dying Light One. So shout out to that team. That team is always so fun and creative and uh, and really cool. And uh, I. You know, my review on Dying Light 2 was a little harsh because it launched out the gate super buggy. But uh, I really like that game. I have no doubt it's a better game now than it was when it came out and when I reviewed it. But uh, yeah, I'm excited it, to answer your question. Yes, <laughs> Dying Light 2 DLC. I will hopefully play it or maybe even review it because that game's awesome. There you go. Very cool. All right. So we will move over to the Capcom showcase. Uh, they Capcom. Oh, yeah. Uh, just firing on all cylinders. They held their own showcase this week, so uh, a few big announcements, actually. So we'll start with Dragon's Dogma 2 being in development. So 10 mm -hmm. years after the first game release, which is a pretty beloved kind of cult classic game, we get an announcement that Part 2 is coming. Uh, Hideaki Itsuno is leading development, and it will be developed on the RE engine, which uh, I know Mo mentioned earlier is just everything they seem to develop in that engine looks beautiful. So hopefully that turns out the same way for this. Um, I am no expert on this. I will fully admit that Dragon's Dogma is one of those gaps in my gaming. I have never played it, oh, but so I hear good. from, yeah, I hear from, that's what I hear from a lot of people. So um, yeah. So if, if someone take me away here, cause I can't speak intelligently to this. I mean, there's not much to talk about since they literally just showed a logo. But, they showed a logo, uh, yes. Yeah, Dragon Dogma's one is super good, very underrated um, and unique in its genre. It's also always on sale, so if you haven't played it, you can play it now. They did a remaster last year uh, of the game, or maybe two years ago. But, Dark, Dark Arisen, uh, I think it's called, right? Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a remaster version of the game. And uh, yeah, I, I will play Dragon's Dogma too. That sounds great, so... Uh, yeah, I, we don't know much about it, but it, but it's it's awesome to see that they're they're uh, doing another one. So yeah, the only thing they mentioned is Itsuno is leading development, and that they mentioned two other big names from Dragon's Dogma One that are part of the team for two. So cool. it seems to be on the surface in good hands. Um, to the point we were just talking about with the Xbox showcase, they come out, they announce this, they know it's a fan favorite thing, they show a logo, and it immediately made me think of Metroid Prime Four. Right. Like we, we get a logo and here we are years later and we still have no idea what's going on with that. Or game. Mass Effect 4. Yeah. I mean, there's so Elder many Scrolls. Elder Scrolls. <laughs> Elder Scrolls. Six. There's no way we're going to see anything of that game for yeah. at least two or three more years. So, so it's yeah, like, you know, this feels like one of those announcements you do. I mean, obviously, they're committed to making the game, which is great, but it, it feels like you do it for fan service um, without really being anywhere in mm -hmm. development. I mean, we just heard that Elder Scrolls Six is in 
beginning pre-production, which essentially means they're starting the writing and artwork on the game um, yeah. for a game they showed, they showed a teaser for. What was it? Four years ago? Yes. Yeah. Was it four really? Oh, right. Because it was pre-COVID. It was pre-COVID. 2018. I think it was. It was the the Bethesda no, no, no. 2018. No, it was. It was the COVID. The COVID show is when they announced it. No, it was before so that. It must man. have been 2019. It wasn't it? Well, I thought it was the last E3, whatever that was. That was 2018. No, no, it wasn't. Because I was in the room for that. I don't think I was in the room for the. Someone tell us, chat. You're you're smarter than all the four of us. Tell us when the yeah, uh, it, teaser was shown I, for Elder Scrolls Six. That game's June, not coming out. Like June 2018. Bethesda okay. conference. Really? It wasn't that show? Yes, bro. Oh, yes, years. it was four years ago. <laughs> Can you so think about that for a second? Not to completely take us off that. track, right? Four years ago, they teased. And all and any of us who knew, right, said that was stupid. They shouldn't have done that because obviously this <laughs> game is many years away. Vaporware. But four yeah. years ago, and they just announced this week that it's in pre-production. Like it's not even in active development. Uh, that's wild to me. <laughs> I, that you I feel can get like away they. With that. I feel like they announced it in 2018 because people would not stop asking them if there's going to be another Elder Scrolls yeah, or when. That's what it felt be. like. And they did the same thing with Fallout Five. Now they've announced Fallout Five is they coming did. after after, <laughs> after Elder Scrolls Six. So that means Fallout Five. We're we're gonna see a logo in like five years, and then we'll have to wait another five after that to get the game. So, uh, yeah, I. I I feel like they they're a studio that has to announce that a thing's coming, otherwise people will not stop asking them about it. So maybe that maybe that's it. It's know. wild, man. Terrible it's idea though. Wild. They should just not announce things. You know, you know what's funny though is you're seeing studios do this more and more, just confirm the game without showing thing, because uh Rockstar did it with Grand Theft Auto. They just like randomly were like, by the way, yes, of course, we're gonna make Grand Theft Auto six. And then they they have not even shown us a logo. They just literally said we're working on it. So uh it's interesting we, rockstar does what they want you know we've said that before they yeah. don't care they but i do feel like there want. is pressure there's pressure for them to just confirm that they're working on it that's it i, I agree there, there's pressure i don't think they feel it i honestly don't I, think they care i i well, think you're right because they're rockstar and they act like rockstars right but <laughs> yes. uh here's here's why i think they announced grand theft auto 6 they have to recruit people to build the game and of I course. think that people people want to know what game you're working on, and I think that that's why Bethesda probably announced, uh, you know, Elder Scrolls Six and Fallout Five because they're hiring up for those projects as well. And you announce the game, and then you can do your job postings, and it's clear what you're working on. And so they're just sort of like pulling off the bandaid early and be like, "Yeah, we're working about it, but we're not going to do a reveal." And maybe that's the right way to do it. I don't know, but that I I, I would be willing to bet that that's why th these announcements happen is just to so that they can hire staff. I was just going to no. I think it's a very fair point. I mean, to your point, if you're a uh, aspiring developer or someone looking to move into the industry or someone looking to expand your career, what what game would you? What game stands out above Grand Theft Auto Six being on your resume? Um, sure. But we, as we've said before, and if people aren't aware, I know I've said this before. Let's not forget that two of essentially the three critical leaders of Rockstar are gone. They're not at Rockstar anymore. Uh, including the co-writer of Grand Theft Auto V, Red Dead Redemption 2, um, and one of the lead... Um, actually, it might have been both co-writers. I know it's one of the Hauser brothers, and then I, I forget the uh, the other guy who sued uh, Rockstar. So it's it's messy over there, man. I'm going to be very curious to see what Grand Theft Auto Six is actually like when it, when it does come out. And it's probably tied into why it's taking so long. 
And I think we'll they'll probably just add more stuff. Benzies. That's it. Thank you, Beast. Benzies. Remake or enhancements for Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Redemption 2. They're 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 gonna they're probably gonna announce a few things, you know, just to bridge us until GTA six. Yeah. Do you think so? Rockstar usually just says we're working on a game, you'll play it in ten years, and we can live off of the money from our live service, you know, until that happens. Like they're not hurting for money. No, definitely not. Makes oh. more money than like every no, game. No, it's, it's not because anything. it's not yeah. because they're obviously no, it's not it's not because of they're hurting for money. I think it's just to satiate the appetites of their fans. You know, I mean, especially there's a lot of people that are asking for a Red Dead Redemption Two enhancement. I mean, you know, the, the, yes. they're not they're not going to enhance it free for you. We already know that they're just going to freaking they're going to make it. They're going to make an enhanced version and sell it for sixty bucks, and people are still going to buy it. And the cycle is going to continue until GTA Six comes. <laughs> Seventy bucks on PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, Red Red Dead Two is in that elite pantheon of games for me, where it's like Last of Us One. It's like, oh, it's a remake. It's seventy dollars. Where do uh where do I send my money? You got me. I'm I'm done. Yep, you guys are you got me. Part of the problem. I know. Just absolutely. I'm very well aware of this. Very well aware of this. Um. Yeah, I mean, the other rumor, remember, to Mo's point, is uh, Red Dead One remake in the Red Dead Two engine. That's the other kind of swirling rumor, mm-hmm. which I could certainly see, but uh, I just want a Red Dead 2 remaster or, or you know what I mean, uh, up, upgrade, whatever. Um, so that one would make sense because Red Dead 1's events are so critical to the story of Red Dead 2. You kind of want to preserve Red Dead 1 as a game, and it is getting absolutely. harder to play that game. And, and yeah. let's not forget that Red Dead 1 is the sequel to Red Dead 2. As, it is as ridiculous yeah. as that is, you know. It, that's yeah. the nature. It's like of the it. Kingdom Hearts uh, thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, all right. Calm down. It's not that crazy. All right. <laughs> it is not. It is not. You can get yelled at for playing uh, Kingdom Hearts two after one, which is a crazy thing to me. So that was one of the funniest conversations we've had on here, by the way, because I know what you're yeah. referencing. Yeah. yeah. Basically, Travis got yelled at because he played Kingdom Hearts in the numbered order that you're supposed I to. I did. Or that I it, played him in the numbered order, and somebody was like, you idiot, how dare you? It doesn't make any sense when you do that. And I was like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter. F me, right, for playing the game in the, in the numbered order. Jesus. You can play that, but, that series in any order you want to, and then you would still be confused. It still makes sense. Like, yeah, you, you, that's exactly right, sense. man. It's one of the most, it's like that and Metal Gear Solid are the most difficult franchises to follow and i played all the games of both those franchises and i still barely know what's going on in either of them so i'm with you man (laughs) i don't know what the hell's happening um brian said i will buy red dead red red dead redemption 2 again you and me both my friend they should remake one that's not a bad idea yeah this battle right now I don't want no, to I mean that. I like two better, but one needs oh, a remake okay. more. That's oh, what I agree. I'm saying. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Was, we almost went down a dark path there. No, I'm not saying one is better than two. No. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Um I'm not hope. I'm would trying. <laughs> hope would be like, well, actually, I think they're both pretty uh pretty subpar <laughs> games. It'd be like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so we're back to Cap. I don't know if we got over to Rockstar. Back to Capcom Showcase. We then got uh, Resident Evil news, a bunch of Resident Evil news. So if you weren't aware, 2, 3, and 7, as we quickly mentioned earlier, got uh, series, console, and PS5 upgrades. So you can check those out now. And then Resident Evil Village, we got all the news on finally for the expansion and other things. So Shadows of Rose is the Resident Evil Village expansion. It's coming October 28th. It is an actual sequel 
to uh, Village where you play as uh, the daughter, Rose. Um, and it's a in third person, so it's more like traditional Resident Evil. And according to the press release, it says it will have Rose entering the consciousness of the, I'm going to mess this word up, consciousness of the Megamycete. Is that how you pronounce that? Anyone know? That's okay. We get it. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Yeah, yeah. A, place, a place where Just time and some space. letters together and they make, make it sound like it's something. It's so it's, 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 it's essentially going into the... Um, because uh, you know if well i don't want to spoil anything but the heart of resident evil village if you get to the end of resident evil village it actually plays all the way back to what started resident evil which was kind of crazy mm-hmm. um at the beginning and a, you know some kind of some good story back telling there but it looks like this is going to be more of a um psychological slash kind of supernatural horror that plays into that which uh looks really interesting to me so i'm uh, i'm pretty pumped for that they mm-hmm. also announced that uh, the, the game that kind of failed and fell on its face out of the gate, the RE-verse, that multiplayer Resident Evil co-op experience, that's going to relaunch on October 28th, the same day. Resident Evil Village itself, the core game, is getting a third-person mode, which kind of crazy and interesting because mm-hmm. those games were designed, 7 and 8, designed as first-person games. And then lastly, uh, Lady Demetresque is going to be playable in the Mercenaries mode. So she's coming to, uh, you know, we, we don't want to have to touch on uh, her popularity. Um, but a lot of stuff coming uh, for Village, which is, uh, you know, great to see that Capcom continues to support Resident Evil in profound ways. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah, you're still not in. Huh? You still can't bring you in. You know what? The other day I, I was on uh, one of the storefronts and I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll just, if they have like a bundle and it's on sale, maybe I'll pick them up, you know, because they all got, basically, I saw the updates came out, right, and I was like, okay, you know, maybe I can play these, and it'll look really nice, and I'll see what I can do, you know, I'll, I'll try it out, and uh, that didn't last. I'll bring long. you the kit. Oh, yeah. you actually bought it? No. No. Oh, oh I was, the thought I backed out. Like, if there's, like, a sale at some point, I might go back and grab some of these things, because I know I'll they have, like, the a Resident Evil. Bring in the disc. No, no. No, it's not, yeah, I'm not that. I'm not that hard up to <laughs> to, to lose my stuff. So, but I mean, this is great for fans. You know, I mean, I I don't know what the hell mercenaries is. I, I mercenaries. Don't remember. Yeah, no. It's I, been I, in like every Resident Evil game since five. I okay, it's actually pretty yeah. good too. I like it. Yeah, it's not bad. But I mean, I like, it, uh, it, it's nice it's to no get Resident the upgrades. Evil 6. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> That's where it started. That was the birth. Yeah. Well, Hoag's not yeah. here, but I he did tell me he's extremely excited for this. Um, yeah, he feels that Village is underrated and underappreciated and that That's the right. expansion will probably only make it better. Uh, and it could potentially end up being his uh, favorite Resident Evil ever. So that's official that's right. quotes from our DMs. So. That's right. Yeah. I loved Village, man. I think it's freaking... I think it's amazing. What do you I think of know, Resident I, Evil 6, Mo? Yeah. Uh, I never cared it? to. I never cared to try it, man. You yeah, never cared never, to try it. Well, let me no. tell you, a guy who's played through the entire game. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I just want to point this out. I watched that video again because you clipped it, Ains, of him yes. talking about Resident Evil Six. Yeah, and he makes it clear that he did not play the game because he he didn't play the whole game. He claims that it's better, but like I was talking about how there's four paths, and he did, he did, like doesn't know that in that video. And I'm like, wait, wait, hold on. 
I played through the entirety of Resident Evil 6, like all of the different paths. And I feel like he maybe played through one because the game has four storylines. Mm. That's surprising. I, I haven't three, played all four either. It has three storylines. All all three of them are bad. And then you unlock a, a fourth <laughs> one when you beat all three where he plays Ada Wong. And it's that one is also bad. That like it, Oh, my God. <laughs> I think... The, I don't know why... To your point, it's very widely accepted that six is a bastardization of Resident yes, Evil. Yes, like, it's, like, it, it's like, like it's not Resident Evil. Yeah, it really isn't. Yeah, it's even five has like a kind of a cult following, and I'm sort of part yeah. of it. To be honest, I kind of stand Resident Evil five. It's just so stupid. I like it a lot. I don't know. I played five in co-op with a friend through the whole thing, and it's fun uh, in co-op. I haven't played yeah. it since then. I have the red Xbox 360 upstairs like the RE5 bundle, but yes. I haven't played that game since it launched, but I, I enjoyed it when I played it, but I don't remember. Yeah, it. I, th I think five and six will eventually get the remake or whatever the hell I, they'll probably get. Um, you think uh, six will? I think it will probably be done uh, to like a complete rebranding of the story or of the game itself, like a, a full dude, remake. Have to change so much, dude. I don't think I mean, they let, care, dude, Resident because you're talking Resident another... You know, Resident Evil Six is the game that made them reboot. Like that's where they they looked in the mirror and they saw they saw Jesus for a second. They were like, "We need to, <laughs> we need to redo everything." And then they did Resident Evil Seven. Uh, in that, I mean, that yeah. sort of changed everything. Is this true? I don't know if this is true. So, oh I, my I, god, dude! It's like okay, so the Jake storyline you play Albert Wesker's son. Spoiler, and mm -hmm. uh, it like in it you you literally you can just because you're like a super soldier, you know, like Wesker was, you can just yeah. like punch things and kick them. And it, yeah, like each one is supposed to be different. Like one is supposed to be horror. You spend like the entire game fighting a giant fly zombie. It, mm -hmm. Dude, it's so weird. And then there's the, the Chris Redfield, which is supposed to be like an action game. You're like running around with a, a gun and you just mm -hmm. like shoot lots of things. And then the Jake one is just crazy. It's just a crazy storyline. And they're all supposed to intertwine, but they don't really, none of them are coherent or make any sense um yeah dude it, it's such a nightmare of a game and yeah. I, I honestly feel like if you think it wasn't that bad you didn't play through the whole game because when you play through all three stories and then the fourth one after you're like dude i've, I've had so much of this game and it, it it gets worse the longer you go because it just sort of it wears away at you it wears away at your soul until at the end you're just like dude do i even like resident evil i'm so confused about where i stand on this but yeah it's uh Six is the reason why they they kind of rebooted six is the why. entire franchise into right, what yeah. became seven. Yeah. Yeah, I, right, I, yeah. I don't think six will ever get remastered. I, I think five probably will. People also didn't like five generally. I, I kind of like it, but I also realize Here's, it's not, not a perfect. No, what game. I meant six what is, I meant, Travis. A whole new level of being no, but I but I think that that lends more uh, to the fact that they they could just potentially just remake the entire thing from from the ground up. I'm saying, you know, in the future, because if you're telling me the story was that shitty and it was just so bad in general, why not? Right? Because right now all the remakes that they're doing, it's like man, everything is just flowing for them. Right? They're tying in everything. You know, like Ains was saying. You know, with Village, they show you the beginning of everything that that, that started. Right? They're tying everything together. And I think, you know, going forward in the future, I really see them doing that. And I mean, you're talking probably for not another, what, maybe five, six years. They still have, four is releasing next year. And then obviously they're going to get to five at some point, And then they're going to get to six. And then they'll already have 
maybe another one or two mainline entries in the series by then. You know, I mean, so are they doing planning three? on doing man? But it's a mate. What is it? Are they doing what are they doing? Are they doing three? Didn't they just three. remake it? Three what? Resident Evil three. Did that get a remake? Yeah. 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 No, yeah. they just did Resident Evil two, right? Three. Got no, no, they did. Yeah, they did. I didn't even know that. I think I own it. I think I probably own it. If I'm it sure you out, do, but I just didn't play it. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. did. They they and, made and they they modified it a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's not yeah. like a complete retelling, but it's it's more, I would say, coherent and tied to two than the original. Four, four though. I played four when it first launched on the GameCube. Four it seems to be not a complete retelling, but a full-on remake, including story elements as well. You know, even like in the preview that they showed, like in you know how they. You know that, that that's basically a sequel to, uh, two I think to Resident Evil Two, because it's supposed to take what six or seven years after uh, the events oh, of. Oh uh, right, okay, yeah, I remember this game. Jeez. Yeah, so they're they're trying to tie everything in together. I'm excited, man. I love to. You know, I'm I I can't wait to play Village again in third person mode too. I just I, I just mention. feel like they would they would have to retcon six to remake it. There's nothing wrong with that, though, man. If it's a bad if we're saying it is. There's a difference between cosmetic changes or small changes like Resident Evil 3 and like early. I I didn't play Resident Evil 3, obviously, but Resident I I played the old one, but not the remake. But Resident Evil 2 remake was like slightly altered, right? Resident Evil 6 would have to be. I mean, we're talking a whole. Isn't even Resident Evil 6 at that point? You know what I mean? Throw away everything. You can ask Elu, man. They did such an amazing job with Resident Evil 2 Remake. I think it's his favorite. It's his personal favorite, Resident Evil. Much. Well, he, according to him, he said that it's uh, it's his favorite. Like he's been, he's always been a Resident Evil fan. To him, like yeah. the the two remake is up there for him. Like it's probably his best, his favorite one. Um, I never played the original two, but I would imagine that because I mean, hey, look, really great. Capcom, if you're going to remake Resident Evil 6, throw the baby out with the bathwater on that. I one. think so, I, man. And, I, and the tub and the bathroom. Yeah, oh, yeah. Resident Evil oh, 5 yeah. is maybe salvageable, but Resident Evil 6, dude, like... It's bad. <laughs> and by the way, I dude. looked it up while you guys were talking because people were asking in the chat. Resident Evil 5 is the best-selling Resident Evil of all time. That's Not very surprised impressive. at all. Not surprised at all. Because yeah. that game actually had, like, mass market appeal not only was it a good good for resident evil good shooter uh like resident evil 4 but it had split screen co-op the whole time yeah. i mean that's how lots of people played that game split screen co-op well, it came out of the top things. of the 360 and had the bundle and promotion there too. yeah resident evil 6 is actually second uh but they've also had so many more years we know that seven and village are still selling they may you know the newer ones may catch up over time so yeah we'll see. Um, I wonder one more thing. I'm sorry. I wonder why they decided to include a third person mode in Village. I don't know. That but was the seven. weirdest part of the announcement to me, too. I thought the same thing, Mel. Like, why See, are you doing this in Village but not seven? I think if they do, because one the first thing I mentioned was as soon as it was announced, remember I told you guys, I'm like, I wonder how this would play out, how a third person mode would be in House Beneviento. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm talking like the, 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 if, if you played that game, that is an incredibly creepy. Uh, uh, mission and just mission and uh, just mansion in general, and obviously, just the horror effect is it, it was amazing in first person, it was designed for first person. So, I wonder how that's going to translate over to third. I'm sure they already have that figured out, but if they end up doing seven in third person, I think a lot of personally, I think a lot of that the horror element would also be lost from that as well. Those games were just think- designed to be in first person, man, especially seven and the yeah, mansion. Do you, do you oh, think, um 
they'll do a first person mode in Resident Evil Four remake. A first person mode? Oh, you're reversing yeah. it. Yeah, Ooh, that's a good um, one, man. I don't know. They're doing VR. Um, yeah, so, maybe. So the yeah, VR must be a... first person, right? It is. Yeah, no yeah. There, there is a VR. Yeah. There you it go. Is. So they that, might. That they just might, person. man. They just yeah. might. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's catch up on these super chats, Dan. Coming at you yes, hot sir. here. Put your glasses on. Nope. Game positive with the uh, 699 Canadian. Can't stay, but uh, so love you all. Happy Father's Day to all the mofos out there. You are all champions. My man, Eric. Eric. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank That's you, brother. Fun. Always appreciate you. Hope I guess if they're fathers, day. they're literally mofos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Not for a while, though. All right. Are they mofos, or are, would that only apply after the kid is born? Uh-huh. Plot twist. <laughs> that's right. So you're that's interesting. That's an interesting theory. Yeah, let's, they're, not, uh, they're not mothers at the time of conception. <laughs> let's dive into this in a 30-minute segment on Bitcast. You can also be a father and not be a mofo. Or is that right? No. If you're a father, you are a mofo, like for sure. Well, no, well, not yeah. well, yes. I mean, yeah, eventually, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You're at least a former mofo, Dan. At yeah. some point, you mofoed. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have to be a father to be a mofo, right? Yeah, those aren't like that. Is very true. All right, right. Yeah. all mo- all all fathers are mofos, but not all mofos are fathers. This is there it is. <laughs> we come to Bitcast every week for. <laughs> <laughs> we got it right here, buddy. Hard hitting content. <laughs> Uh, uh, game positive really got his uh his money's worth with yeah, that uh, yeah, he did, man. Oh, he did. real uh travis a few weeks back talked briefly about micro budget hellblade uh hellblade 2 must have much bigger budget i suspect but is the same team the core uh yeah the answer is that the most of the people the 30 people that worked on hellblade 1 are involved in hellblade 2 but the team surrounding it is much much bigger and has a much oh, bigger yeah. budget so uh, I would hope that it stays true to its. I mean, everything we've seen about it, it seems like it's going to be a much more polished version of of the same game. So, yeah, I'm excited for that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely, much bigger team. Yeah, much bigger budget. So be not going to play it in the next twelve months, though. I got to say, I'm kind of surprised by that. Yeah, man, me too. I, 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 I yeah, yeah. When they said next twelve months, I was like, okay, so we're definitely seeing Hellblade. Yeah, I have no? to. I yeah, I don't know. I. It's, I don't know. There's a lot. We've could be fall about. next year. You think could maybe be. fall? Could be. Yeah. yeah could be fall game. Mm-hmm. Vampire uh, in the house. Yeah, shows up. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what face that is. Would you just... call him vampire? Vampire. Yeah. He's our resident uh, vampire. Oh, he is. Okay. Oh, right, right. Because he's super Thanks, white. Luke. <laughs> Thank you, Luke. Yeah. All yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Irishman. Thank you, sir. Resident Evil 6 is the best B-movie I've ever played. That's actually a great way to, to describe it. And if you go in expecting it to just be an unmitigated disaster, it can be a lot of fun. I played that entire game in co-op with uh, a, a friend I used to have, and it rekindled our friendship because it was so bad, and we were just roasting it the whole time. So um, <laughs> it's quite good if you go in with a sense of humor, but it's not better than Resident Evil Village. Hoagie monster. What's wrong with you? Jesus, man. I can't believe I missed that. Oh my god. Can you imagine how how like hurt you have to be as a person? How like damaged you have to be to believe that? It's unbelievable. 
<laughs> I believe oh it's unhinged. Mm, yeah, anyway. you, you didn't catch that segment, uh, Mo. Go back because it is hilarious. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, a couple other things got announced at Capcom Showcase. So I have to mention this. I'm contractually obligated as the host of BitCast, though I'd rather not, is that Monster Hunter Rise uh, is getting its Sunbreak expansion on June 30th. Uh, and there is also a free update coming in the fall when they said that there will be more free updates coming through the rest of the year and into 2023. So uh, pretty popular game. Dan, did you play that one, Rise, on uh, the Switch? Uh, no. I think I played the demo. And then I was yeah. like, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was, I mean, there were the, like Monster Hunter, you know, for the whatever it was for the when it came out a few years ago. Monster Hunter Gosh, World. Was, yeah, Monster Hunter World. Yeah. I mean, it was, I think it, for me, I, I played Monster Hunter games prior to that. Uh, but that one was kind of like that diamond in the rough for me. Uh, and everything I've played since and really before, it just never really hit. You know, so Iceborne was great. It was an amazing expansion. I played the heck out of that too. It just, it, I, also, I can't stand playing on my Switch generally. Um, so, no, no <laughs> not excited. Ulu, I'm sure, is excited. Yeah, we don't uh, talk about that. He's he's not yeah. allowed to talk about Monster Hunter anymore. Yeah. He's banned. Um, Do we have any Monster Hunter fans on this this podcast? I don't know I mean, if I like World. I, I'm not. I don't know if Hogan. Oh. So I, I've tried all of them. Like, all my friends are huge Monster Hunter fans. And every time one of the game comes out, they're all like, we're going to get together, we're going to get a group, we're going to hunt monsters. And they always try to get me in. And I, I, I tend to fall off them pretty quick. I like them, but there's just something about, like, I think it's the grind. They're mm-hmm. very it's grindy games, game. most of them. And it's uh, probably, the, probably the poor yeah. gameplay world character design. That oh, boy. He's a hater. He's a hater, folks. I don't hate it. I, I respect the series a lot. I just it's one of those things where it's sort of not for me. But uh, I think it's cool. It's a cool. I mean, dude, the idea of like killing monsters as like your core premise for your game is amazing. Like, it oh, has yeah, I don't know how they messed up so badly. It's crazy. <laughs> um, Did you play World? Yes. Five. You like World at all? It, I tried to get into it like three separate times, like legitimately. My stepson loves it. He has hundreds of hours into it. Um, so I tried with him. I tried by myself. I played the demo originally or the beta, whatever it was. Um, yeah, I just can't do it. And I know, you know, obviously I'm joking around here, but uh, it's it's goes without saying this is a beloved IP, right? It's the biggest IP for Capcom. Monster Hunter World is their best selling game. Um, so I know there's millions and millions of people who love it. But no matter what I do, as much as I try it, I can't get into it. All right. Yeah. I, I, I this is one I'm determined to get into one of these days. I'm going to get into Monster Hunter. It's just. <laughs> I feel like World was the right game, and I just missed the boat because there were so many other things going on at that time. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into this damn series at some point. You can. I've, try, pl- you, I've played you, probably you can, twelve yeah, of them. We can try stuff. together and just try and push through, and maybe complain to each other during the entire stream. Maybe that's what it takes. Maybe maybe rather than maybe part of the reason I failed in the past is because I'm rolling with people who know so much about the game, and I always feel like a rube. Maybe maybe I need to you know maybe maybe I need to get assigned it to review. Then I would have to play the whole thing, and <laughs> that would really get me. You'd be I'm gonna reach out man. to Dan and say when Sunbreak. Uh, yeah, get For him sure. Sunbreak code next week here. There's no chance yeah. I will get that game. By the way, it's too beloved. The, yeah, I, 
Oh, I also feel like all jokes aside, I feel like if you're reviewing that, you kind of do need to know, right? Like, yeah, you yeah. Kinda have I'll play. Habit. I'll play the game that's made by a separate development team called Monsters Hunters, and it'll be completely unlicensed, <laughs> just made by some C tier studio. That's, trying, that's, that's hoping that you'll buy it because you get confused by the title. That's the that's the one I'll review. I'm sure. Oh mm-hmm. my god, too funny. Um. <clears throat> they then announced uh, that Exo Primal, this game they showed last year originally, I believe, is coming in 2023. There's a closed beta coming later this year. And the funniest thing I saw about this game was that people were comparing it to Anthem because you've got these people in these, you know, mecha suits and co-op uh, flying around and destroying stuff. Um, so we'll see if that's any good. And then they also announced that Street Fighter VI uh, is going to continue to get announcements with another big announcement coming later this year uh, as they leave oh, yeah. into- of course so i mean obviously that should have gone without saying but mm-hmm. um, yeah so i mean capcom they in my opinion they're just firing on all cylinders i mean we know they're crushing it with resident evil mm-hmm. um street fighter 6 looks amazing dragon's dogma mm-hmm. 2 announcement hit big i mean they're just they're killing it yeah renaissance well, i would like to uh, i would like to shout out ubisoft for having an announcement for another announcement so thank you, Ubisoft. Oh God, you stupid oh, my moron! God. How stupid was that? Gosh, man, I was so it's mad. September. It's not like out. it's next week or in two Ooh. weeks. September. Three months well, I, away. I feel like I feel like they have to address the fact that they're not doing a show. Yeah, I agree. I feel like EA should also do that. I also agree. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know yeah. what these companies are doing. These are big companies that Huge. used to have shows with big games, and they're just like. EA, I, I have no idea what EA is doing, honestly. I, I know what know. they're doing. They're Madden. suffering from COVID like lots of other developers and have nothing to show. And so they're just like, let's just hope that nobody notices we didn't do a show this year. They I just have hope so none of these companies get monkeypox because then we're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> screwed. Well, and Ubisoft, screwed. to your point, they always do a show. Um, they have some of the biggest IPs. And to your point, Dan, the only thing they come out with this Assassin's Creed celebration, we get Origins upgrade, which is cool. Um, yeah. But then they say, yeah, we're going to talk more about the future of Assassin's Creed in September. It's like, <laughs> what? Why would you say that? Yeah, thank you for the Assassin's Creed celebration. We got another one coming. Yeah, we got another uh, update coming three months from now. Um, yeah, maybe that's and obviously, that's, you for yeah, that's a big one because that's what people are waiting to hear because they've announced this Assassin's Creed in Infinite or Infinity, whatever the hell they're calling it. Um, you know, it's then kind of the future of Assassin's Creed, and yet nothing crickets i will say i prefer ubisoft's method to the method of a showing your game before it's ready or b giving me a logo i'd rather just you give me a date to when i should start caring again you know what i mean just hey start you don't have to have an event for it you know i mean (laughs) don't even bother with the event why even have like a small event to give me a date for another event because they have to celebrate Assassin's yeah. Creed. Was it was it an anniversary or something where they had to do something? Who knows? It probably. I mean, this is where they're probably going to show off Infinity. Or I feel like every month there's probably an anniversary for an Assassin's Creed game at this point. So I mean, you could just do whatever you wanted to. That is true. I mean, it's it's insane. Just yeah. to say, hey, we're, just announce it. Just say, hey, here's the 60 frames update for Origins, and it will September is coming. And then, but don't even why even go through the process and the investment of having a small event to tell you know to tell people that are playing Valhalla still which is great you know here's more content for you also well it kind of reminds me of uh 
N7 day. You know how EA does like the Mass Effect day on November yeah. 7th every year? And some years there's clearly nothing to say about Mass Effect, but they have to do the event anyway because right. their fans are, so they love the game so much. And so sometimes you just get like weird non-announcements and it could have just been one of those things. Yeah. Like We feel like we have to talk about Assassin's Creed every year. It's like so. May the 4th. Right. Yeah. 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 Fourth, except for uh, yeah. May the fourth has actually had news recently. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, EA. Like we, I know we've said it before on this, but take respawn away, right? Well, EA has Battlefield twenty forty two, which we're not going to talk about again. I, I don't want to ever talk about that game again. Season one's coming out. Stop it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half years later, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah uh, nearly. Uh, yeah, three quarters later, eight months later, season one's coming out, and it's not even much at all. Um, and then they had uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which obviously was awesome, well celebrated, right? But those games were made over a decade ago, right? Yeah. Also, um, also free on Prime Gaming next year, next week, or next month, maybe. Mass yeah, for okay. PC. Yes. Cool. So, cool. yeah, Prime Gaming, go get it. And then. Um, uh people were wondering about nintendo so the leak is that nintendo is going to have an event on the 29th so looking at the date we should maybe hear about that this week if that's actually happening um but some pretty solid sources are saying it's going to be on the 29th so we'll see what happens with the next nintendo direct hopefully soon yeah uh, uh mo will get our uh metroid clown uh makeup on and we'll be good to go Absolutely. i'll be there with you buddy i'll yeah. be ready for yeah. it baby well, the best part is they show a logo, and then it was uh, what's the name of the studio again? Uh, Retro. Retro, thank you. Um, Retro, yeah. You know, then we hear okay, Retro's working on this, and then it was what like two years later we got the news report that they had started completely restarting over again, yeah. like just started from scratch. Retro yeah. wasn't working on it initially. It was another. Uh, it was another developer. Uh, yeah. And after. That's right. That's yeah. right. After that, they're yeah. like, all right, screw this. Let's they're just say we're giving it to a new studio and starting over. And so this is one of those things where like the the kind of pressure on the developers to announce that they're working on a Metroid Prime game sort of defeated them because it's like if you would have just waited, people still would have been asking and asking and asking for the game, but they wouldn't be expecting it. But the fact that you showed a logo, now you they have to put out that game. They can't scale bound this yeah. one. You know what I mean? And I and that would be and, and I I think it was smart idea to go back to retro too, man. Retro made Prime. They made Prime what it is. You know, what I mean, you have to go back to to the ones that know that know it best. Just like how Prince of Persia, Sands of Time remake is going back to Ubisoft Montreal. You have to, bro. You got to take it back to, the, to its forefathers where it all started. <laughs> yeah, that that's another development hilarity hilarity, right? Is uh, the whole Prince of Persia thing remake announced and delayed, then delayed, then canceled, then brought back, and it's yeah, it's a mess. Travis, yeah, subscribe no need, to my uh, channel. Yeah, yeah, I see that you're promoting your channel again. Like it, good I to am. see it. <laughs> All it's right, great, great channel. We got lots of HD photos. I assume I don't know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up for the week. So. Um, Appreciate you all coming out back to our normal time on Big Cast. We should be back to normal next week, Hogue. Uh, I know there's some other stuff going on with travel, so we will let you know during the week. As always, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We'll go ahead and close out. Uh, Mo, I'm going to let you uh, kind of promote anything you want to promote here before I uh, give the spiel. Oh, no, man. We're good. Find us Sundays, TBC Cast. Uh, I don't know about tonight, but 
We'll be back. I'm sorry. My son's crying upstairs. Uh, no Dr. Mo on Twitter. I do interact with everybody. Love you guys. Peace. Love. I'm so I'm so sorry. My kid's losing his mind. <laughs> Thank you for having me on, happy man. It's, day, it's been awesome. Happy Holy shit, you can hear him you. too. Yeah. Oh, happy Father's Day, guys. I'll yeah, see you guys later. Good. Thank you so much. See you, Thanks for coming out. Thank you. Um, yeah, he was uh sorry to everyone. He was pinging us that uh yeah, his kids uh need him, so he had to run quickly. Uh, so to close out what's going on with season gaming, uh, I see someone in the chat, Geo. Yes, if there's a cast co-op. Yes, we are going to do a cast co-op later this week. Uh, there will be uh, also a couple of reviews of some other games coming out. I am also sitting down with um, uh, Miles Dompier from over at Windows Central and one of nice. the uh, Xbox Chatterday's hosts. So him and I are going to sit down and do a one-on-one later this week. So you can look for that. That should be a lot of fun. And then we also threw something new up on the channel this week called uh, uh, SG Short, which is a new video where we're kind of trying out, which uh, kind of takes a single game or topic, gives you a quick five minute uh, look at it, including detailed info that you might not normally know about uh, that either come from the developers, the studio, the press release, etc. So check that out. I uh, did the first SG Short on Redfall earlier this week. Uh, pretty good feedback so far. Let me know what you think. I uh, would love to get some more feedback on it as we evolve that. So, Travis, what you got going on, man? Yeah. Um, did I do any previews this week? Oh, so I have um, a preview going up next week for a game that has been announced. Uh, that should be up on, like, Friday. I've got a uh, the review of Outriders World Slayer, which I think is going live on June 27. If I can get my early access code to work, that's a separate problem I'm having. But, uh, yeah, i got to work on that. I'm a little under the gun on that one. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, other than that, you can hear me talk about Destiny on Thursdays in a show called The Last Word that I record with some of my buddies. Uh, and uh, other than that, keep following me on IGN and and uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Tag Travis. Perfect, perfect. Dan? Yep. Hanging out. Happy Father's Day, everyone. Happy Father's yeah, Day. To you too. And uh, we'll see you next week, I'm sure. Maybe. Yeah. Probably. We'll Happy Father's Happy. Day to to me for not having a kid screaming my name from upstairs or <laughs> in the room or whatever. That's a beautiful gift. I guess you guys too. You guys are past the hard part. So Happy Father's Day indeed. Yeah. Past yeah. the hard part, maybe a little bit of a stretch, but yes, past the screaming. Uh, yes. Yeah. Two twin fifteen-year-old boys telling me that they want to completely change their room up. You know, at ten o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just I'm just like, what is what is happening? Because this was my last night. I was just like, yeah. So they're, yeah, they're wonderful. They're kids. <laughs> wow, that's what you get for being a mofo. Both of you. There, there's a nice there's a nice space in between like when they get out of diapers, and you don't have to wipe their butts anymore. To about 15, 14, 15 He's years right. old. He's right. Five and to that's, about that's, 15 that's, is, uh, that's the sweet uh, spot. And then after they turn eighteen and they're gone, that's <laughs> there's, there's a sweet spot in there somewhere. But we love our kids. So yeah, Ains yeah. aren't all of your kids like in their forties now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my youngest oh. is soon to be seventeen, actually. Your youngest. Uh, my youngest. Uh, yeah. Right yeah. on. So anyway, happy Father's Day to all you listeners out there, everyone that hangs out with us. Like I said, thank you so much for always supporting us. And uh we will be back uh hopefully with Hogue next week. We will see. Um like I said, he may honestly be traveling next week as well. We will see. I think he is. I think he's traveling next Sunday. Yeah. 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 So we'll, we'll figure that out. But everyone, have a good week. Uh, thank you, as always, 
for hanging out with us and we will see you next Sunday until then.